Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Check, check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Today, I have a very, very special guest. It's been a long time coming. We've talked about doing this for a long time. Then the pandemic hit, et cetera, et cetera. Mr. Jacoby Shaddix, thank you for being here, bro. I appreciate it so much. I don't know the last time I saw you was or... But I do remember talking to you a long time ago, talking on the phone or I don't know what it was. It was yep. a long time ago, but yeah, it's we've crazy. Been, we've, been, we've been tussling for a minute, man. I know. It's, not, it's nice to have you in my kitchen, man. I appreciate Absolute. it. Absolutely. It's good to, be, good to be in your kitchen, my brother. <laughs> for and real. We, we were just talking about not touring for two years and yeah. all that. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. It, it was uh, having the rug pulled out from under us. Yeah. It was wild, right? I mean, yeah. I was out on tour in Europe. We were having a great run and... One of our best headlining tours of our career, to be honest. Yes, I've, I've, and, I've been following. I've seen this stuff, and, man. And the, you know, hey, tour's over. You're going home. I'm like, all right, we'll go home for a few weeks or a month, you know. Remember it was a few weeks? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, a uh, couple years later, you it's know. crazy. It was, it was an odd time, man. It gave me a lot of time to ruminate in my head and not think so well. Um, I kind of lost it. I had like I see you I, running a lot. You started running. And I had shit. it. Yeah, I was on it, man. I came home and I'm like, I'm gonna stay fit. I'm gonna keep my shit together, dude. And then about like six months into it, I'm like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. I lose my shit. Call up the band. I'm like, guys, I'm not. I went my Chemical Romance. I'm not okay. Yeah, you know. I'm like, I need help. And they're like, we just were like, let's go make a record. So we went and hold up in a studio down in Temecula. That's therapy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Music is the medicine for real. Yeah. And uh, we went in there and, and, and wrote and recorded and and that was great. And then we left and we went back home and then my head started getting saying negative things about me again. You know, mm. the negative self-talk. And I was like, you know, I love I love being a father. I love being around my wife, and kids. It's amazing. But there's this itch I got to scratch. 100 percent. You know, and it's like a man without a purpose for a moment for for a moment is OK. But for months is like it's dangerous. And I just started to lose it again. So then we, uh, we hooked back up and we decided that we were going to uh, take meetings with different record companies and see where we're going to put this record out through. And then we decided we we're going to do it on our own, you know? Awesome, so man. we resurrected this imprint, um, cool. new noise records, DIY was, style. Yeah, dude. And just doing it ourselves this time. And, uh, yeah, man. So we just did, sorry. Long story to yes, we just went out on tour. We did a tour in the U.S. and I was gone for six weeks. And so it's a long time, man. Six yeah. weeks. When I was a kid, younger, whenever we first started, that was nothing. Yeah. When you have a family, it's so different. Yes. And shout out to our wives who didn't leave us during this pandemic. Amen. Because it's like they hold it down for us to be big kids and run around and play music and follow our dreams still. 
and just yeah. have fun. Because when you're Absolutely. on tour, your only responsibility is playing every night. Yeah. You don't have to wake up with the kids, driving to school, none of that shit. Yeah. It's crazy, it, bro. I will tell you, man, um, this time around, uh, the gratitude that I that I have for my wife has like elevated straight up. It's like it, I just understood it so much more because I was home and I was, you know, being being home that long and, you know, yeah. taking the kid to school every day, uh, making the lunches, making the breakfast, doing all that. Like I assumed a lot of the roles cause I was like, I could give my wife a break. She'd been doing this for Hell years. Yeah. Right. And, and so when I left, I just understood the work it takes, you know, really understood the work Appreciate it takes it. and so grateful for her. And, you know, it's just like, so excited to see her again. She showed up, uh, like two days ago. I just got back from the tour. I was ended in Mexico and, she showed up with my little, my youngest son, Brixton. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy. And, and it feels you. nice to miss them again, too, I bet. Yes. Dude. Oh, I missed her so hard. I was <laughs> like, I miss you so hard, girl. I'm hurting in my heart. Because my wife was like, the reason why I was still married after 26 years is because you did leave and come home. And we could miss each other. Yeah. That's so important. Absolutely. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's true. And the, But then when we're home for the pandemic, she's like, go in the other room. Then we all had separate rooms. She's working. My son's homeschooling. I'm in the office and shit, whatever. Yep. Like, just keep your distance. And Yeah. How to... Fuck, oh, dude. It, it fucked with my head for a while there, dude. For real. Like, you know, and I will say this. My heart goes out to the people that went through this shit alone. So, that were in an apartment by themselves facts. that didn't have a dog or yeah and i'm just like oh i couldn't imagine i can't imagine either like, dude ugh. you inspired me to run man because I, right. I i like running but i don't love it yeah and you were like your phone and shit running i was getting damn this guy's getting me hyped so I, I started doing more running too more cardio all right all right because we have these tour physiques or we, we're in this, this shape we have when you play shows consistently mm-hmm. and you have your cardio running around every night because we run around we go off yep oh yeah you, you go off a, you know this it, yes. it's a full workout yes so it's like then we then that stops it's like okay how do i keep up that yep it's hard I, uh, man. i came home and i had the best of intentions and then <laughs> i killed it and then i fell in love with food again like and i abused food and got chunky and then i was like oh, i gotta stop i gotta get fit again yeah and then i got fit again and then i got fat again and now i'm trying to get fit again yeah, yeah, that's just, how long I've been off. They call it like the COVID nineteen pounds. Some people uh, totally. I, I put on the co. I think it was like COVID twenty five for me. I got thickened up a little bit. You know, <laughs> I'm working on getting it off, dude. It's like it just ain't as easy as it once was. And so, how is it like going back on the tour after that? It must feel magical. Um, you know, I will say and scary and weird, probably too. Absolutely, I think the fear really mounted against me because I had just been going for so long and then took a break and then I kind of really enjoyed after a while. Really settled into being dad being home and like that routine and and then i was kind of normal exactly i was so weird yeah totally (laughs) you know i wasn't like spiking my hair up every day you know what i'm saying i was put on the baseball cap and go you know well i started to you know ramp up for the tour and getting trying to get fit again and yeah it's just a lot of fear kind of mounted up to be honest just because it's not knowing kind of maybe yeah just not you know is my voice gonna hold up i've had a couple surgeries through the years um you know am i gonna Am I going to behave? Am I going to keep my shit together? Am I going to go out there and like get lost in my old school ways? Am I going to, you know, just those kind of like fears that go through my head. And then I'm like, you know, and then do I still got what it takes to rip a show, you know? And then it's like, I get in rehearsal and I'm like, I love this shit. This is cool. (laughs) And then we get to the first show and have a great first show. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I got, I got this. I can do this. I can, like, I, I feel it. Like it's still in me. I still got something to prove. And, 
you know, it was a great tour. We had a great run. I love that. Isn't it so crazy to be that, that long in your career and still have those insecurities and those fears? Is I still have them too. Like, I'll yeah. get nervous, have to take a shit before I play. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, the nervous turd, bro. I got the same exact thing, dude. Still though, yes. it doesn't even matter. Yeah. But then once you walk on stage, it's like, fuck, you just feel so good. I don't know, yeah. man. It's magical, man. It what is, do? man. I used to. It, it, it evolved from the the nervous turd for me to back in the day. It was I would throw up. I was so anxious. Damn. I, not nervous, just anxious and wound up. I'd be like, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. Then go on stage and throw down. I'm like, and then after a while, it's like I stopped that. And uh, now it's the nervous turd and I've had it for 20 years plus. It's so weird that like, by now we're not just comfortable with us like getting the mic and walking out. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good thing that we're still nervous and we still yeah. get excited. It means you're passionate. Yeah, because if not, we'd be fucking just like, just di- that's what's it called? Uh, dialing it in, whatever. Like just going through Yeah, emotions. phoning it in, man. You can't phone it in. You ain't the type to phone it in. No, man. No. Well, we're so lucky, man. So, so I definitely want to get back to, obviously, you were born in, uh, what's it called? I always say the names are Mariposa, Oh, Mar- yeah, Mariposa. That's where you were born? Yep, Mariposa. Small town, California. Yeah. Nothing going on there. And you had two brothers? Yeah, well, I got a full brother, Trevor Shaddix, who uh, I was telling you earlier about my old man. Yeah. We come from the same father. And then my other brother, Bryson, he comes from uh, Bill Roach, my stepfather, which is with all intents and purposes like Bill is that's my father. Really, it's okay. like you know he came in when I, my life when I was like ten years old. And that's I where was, the name came from. That's right. I love that. Man. Yeah, dude. It's his, beautiful. I never knew that. Yeah, his dad um, is like well, my stepdad's last name is Roach. Grandpa, we called him Papa. Papa Roach. It's so crazy to think about yeah. all these years is finding that out. Like when I was doing my <laughs> research on you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just named after him. It's like no other meaning than that. That it's just family. That's it's awesome. Dude. Yeah, it's. I never even knew that. It's trippy that. You know, we did name the band that, and we came up in the era of oddball band names. You know, it's like one of my favorites back in the day was Red Hot Chili Peppers. What's yeah. a Red Hot Chili Pepper? Right? Yeah. It's like what? You know, <laughs> what is the mean name? It was the main that the, the name. What is the mean? Na- what does the name mean? Yeah, man, it's was he stoked? Was he stoked on the name being named after? Oh yeah, he was stoked, but he had no idea what we sounded like and could give two shits. But <laughs> dude, literally, I got to tell you this. So the one show my. My Papa Roach, Papa came to was it was in Modesto, California, and it was back in like 2001. And this is after we were starting to blow up. And uh, we did a show and Steve-O from Jackass had a set. Right. And so it's all these metal bands. And then Steve-O comes on stage. And this is right before we play. Steve-O's up there. My grandpa's in front of the house getting ready to watch us. Steve-O's up there stapling his balls to his legs, <laughs> smashing <laughs> bottles on his head, balancing. And my grandpa's just looking at this thing going, what in the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> what's going on? What is my grandson into? And then we come on stage and literally like the crowd, uh, Modesto is a little rough, right? So the crowd is like beating each other up. People are bloodied up. And Damn. I'm like, what is happening, dude? And it's like the one show he gets to come see. And he was just, I know that he left kind of like a little disturbed, yeah. you know? Like, I'm like, oh, Grandpa, it's, it's, thanks for coming. I love you. Appreciate it. You know? Sorry. Did, you got come, to... did he come back after that? No, that was the only one. What? That was it. Never again. Holy yeah. shit. God bless your soul. Howard. Wow, man. man. So he didn't get to see you guys when you were at your, when you, all that. Nah, wow. Nah. He just saw us when it was just a madhouse. But hey, is what it is, you know? So, um, so it's, it's true that your first year alive, you, you're, you're homeless? Uh, so my, my father was a Vietnam veteran, came back, uh, was a recluse. Didn't, uh, he had this saying, I, my mom had told me, I, I don't ever remember him saying this, but he told him, my mother, you can't trust anybody that lives lower than 2,000 feet. 
right? Wow. So like he, when he came back from Vietnam, he was wrecked. He just didn't sure, want to man. be part of society. And my mom, my mom had a heart for this guy. I love this man. And, and so they got married and, and they lived out, they did like the hippie commune kind of stuff for years. Well, for the first year of my life, there was, we didn't have a house. We didn't, you know, I was, I was literally living in a van, right? Wow. Uh, my bed, my bed was a apple box. I got a picture of me, like, you know, when I was a little baby, just laying in this little apple box in the back of the van and, you know, parked up and, you know, it's just meager beginnings. Right. And it yeah. was like, we lived up in the Hills and they were hippies. So it was kind of like, you know, it was a different type of homelessness. It wasn't like we were on the street, you know, on the corner begging for money. Yeah. You know, my dad would go work and, you know, do some odd jobs and go make some money. And, you know, while all the while he had these rowdy habits of like disappearing for a couple of weeks and, Dang. you know, so yeah. it's like kind of that environment really unstable. And then I trip out on this. We lived in a teepee for a year. A teepee. Yes. I'm not wow. lying. I lived in a fucking teepee for a year. Um, oh, and then after that, we lived in, uh, for a few months, we lived that same year, uh, we lived in a tent. My dad got a job as a tree topper. Okay. So we went and lived up in a tent camp where they were logging and doing that. And then finally I was probably like, we had, you know, kind of just bounced around a yeah. lot. Um, when I was like four years old, my mom was like, all right, like we got to get a place. We got these kids they are about to start school, you know? And so that was the first time that my dad was like, all right, let's like, let's settle down for a second, you know? Yeah. And so that was, and that's right when I'm starting to form memories, right? Cause you're four or five and, yeah. and, uh, you know, things were cool until they weren't cool. And I, you know, with that situation, he, uh, he's a functioning drug addict, you know, uh, still is. Um, and I mean that in no disrespect yeah, yeah, towards him. It's just, that's his path and that's where he's on, you know? Um, Do you see him that much at all? No? Uh, you know, I haven't seen him in a while. I, last time I saw him in 2017 was the last time oh, I saw okay. him. And uh, love that dude. I do, man. I actually wrote a new song. Uh, song. We wrote a new song on the new album, Ego Trip. I wrote one for him straight up. It's called No Apologies, you know, and I wrote this nice. song like, I want to let this old man know, like, I forgive you. It's beautiful, I man. forgive you no matter what. Like, because because yeah. the more I've learned about my father and then becoming a father too as well absolutely I understand the slings and arrows of being a man with a child it's yeah. it's not an easy thing and no. you know staying married it's tough and relationships are hard and the more and more I I learned about my dad was he uh he grew up in pure dysfunction abuse physical mental emotional abuse yeah. then he's a teenager starts you know partaking in the you know the the wildlife then gets yeah. drafted to Vietnam Damn. and just the atrocities of war just, of it was like the final, like, ugh, yeah. you know? And then he meets a woman like my mom that was just loved him no matter what. And you know, it's like, God, she, my mom was a saint to that dude. And, uh, but she just couldn't, couldn't ride that ride. I'm sure forever. Yeah. You know? And so my mom made that tough decision, you know, and that was, I was gutted. It was a really tough time, but you know, life is uh, what I've learned about life. It's like there's a certain amount of suffering that we all must endure. You know, it's like it's how I suffer. It de determines my character. Do 100%. I do, do I suffer well? I suffer well. That's my goal is to suffer well. Wow. You know, it's like, yeah, it's it's a it's something that I learned. I was I was always irritated about the pain that I felt or the the emotional trauma, you know, and, and uh, you know, looking back, angry kid. Yeah, very. Uh, you know, after my mom, uh, had split with my dad, it was like, I just was, I was a nightmare child, you know, like I remember here's a, here's a great example. My mom starts dating my stepdad. 
He comes over. It's his birthday. Sets a birthday cake down on the table. Everybody's singing happy birthday to him. My mom and my brother Trevor sing happy birthday to him. I'm sitting there like, arms crossed, pissed. I take the cake and throw it on the ground. Oh, like, shit. I'm like, fuck you. You know, and like, damn, he didn't deserve that. Like, he wasn't good enough. You thought it was good enough for your mom. I just, yeah, I just was like, I just was like, this, you're not my, you're not my, you know, that, you know, you're not my dad. Well, yeah. Guess what, man? That dude, he, he, he suffered through some of my, you know, as a child, like, not a, I wasn't abusive towards him, but I was just a broken kid, right? Yeah. And he loved me through it. And uh, now it's like we have the best relationship in the world. It's awesome. It's, it's like he's taught me so much about what it is to, uh, to about hard work, about compromise, about what it is to be a man. You know, mm-hmm. like he, he taught me those things and, and I tell him on the regular, I'm like, I am so grateful for you. Like you, you are the, you are the game changer in my life, you know, awesome, straight man. up. Shout that's out to, be- shout out to Billy boy, Bill Roach, my, <laughs> my dad, you know, <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I got daddy issues, Toby. It's all good, yeah, man. man. It's all good. I do too. Yeah, for right, sure. You know, no, it's all good. I, for sure. Uh, my dad passed when I was three. Mm-hmm. Um, never had closure with that. Yeah. No funeral, nothing like that. My mom raised three boys on her own. I never had a father figure, but lucky punk rock, I found different people. Yeah, man, that's your family. 100%. They really saved my life. You know what I mean? Like these different uh, father figures, you know? Yep. What was your first exposure to music growing up? Uh, My first exposure to music when I was growing up was, I remember my parents went to this shindig, little hoot nanny. I don't know (laughs) what they were calling it. Shindig. Yeah, a little shindig, you know? And there was a Daryl Hall and John Oates cover band. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even the real band. Was notes, yeah. yeah, dude. And they were playing all the songs, and I was just like watching this drummer slay it and sing, and I was just like, this is rad. Uh-huh. And I'm just probably like eight or nine at the time. And uh, I just thought that was so awesome. And after that, you know, I was exposed to, uh, you know, my mom listened to like the 70s music and stuff, so I'd hear that stuff around the house. But nobody in my immediate family were musicians or anything yeah. like that. And so I got into the school band. Um, Sick. played clarinet. I was a band geek. You know what I mean? Awesome. Like I was into that. I did it all the way from third grade, all the way through 12th grade through high school. Like, damn, I was in the wind ensemble. We went to state competition, like band geek. Top That's notch. So cool, man. Yeah. I have a lot of great memories of that, to be honest. Um, but in that time, you know, as a teenager, I was, I, I, my first, my first favorite, favorite band though. And I, I'm like ashamed of it, but <laughs> it's like poison. That was my first okay, favorite right. band. Respect, respect. You know, it's like, I was just like, who are these chicks dude? These chicks are hot <laughs> on this CD. They're like, no, those are guys. I'm like, I love this band. <laughs> so then my, you know, my stepdad was irritated that I fell in love with a band called poison. So he, he handed me Led Zeppelin two on a, we went on a camping trip and I had a little walk, man. And I remember he gave me this Led Zeppelin record and I just, I put that thing on and Listened to one side, turned it over. I was blown away. And I just kept turning that thing over and listening for five days straight. All I did was listen to Led Zeppelin. And I was just like, there was this obsession. It just instantly was obsessed with this record. Yeah. And it blew my mind about what rock and roll was. I didn't understand. You know, I didn't know about it. I heard a couple of the songs as a kid, but I didn't like dig into it. You know, and when you're a teenager, you're like, you're trying to find what, what belongs to you. What's yours? hundred percent. You know, and then, uh, fast forward, you know, the, the next thing I fall in love with is my, I had this friend named Glenn Chapital. He was like 23 years old. I was 15, you know, as <laughs> the like older friend, yeah, 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 the older friend, he's like, he'd sneak me some beers or whatever. And he, you know, bad <laughs> influencer, you know, we, he was like, had a friend that was a little bit of a thief. Okay. His friend stole this box of cassette tapes, brought the cassette ba- tapes back. He's like, Hey dude, you could pick two of these. I was like, all right, I'll take that. 
that's a weird name and i never heard of that it was fagazi and then uh stone roses and i listened to stone i listened to stone roses one i was like that's cool all right and i put fagazi in it was 13 songs put fagazi in dude and i was just like that's fucking amazing man that shit blew me i went from like poison to 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 Led Zeppelin to Fugazi, you know what I'm saying? Too. Like, yeah. I, and and, and record, to this man. day, to this day, I I I listen to such a broad range. Yeah, of tell. music. It's just it's what I I love music. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. And I've I've fallen in love with a million bands since. Yeah. You know? Did and, you want Did you want to do music when you graduated from high school? Was that your goal? Uh, yeah. When I was uh 16 years old, I met Dave Buckner, our original drummer. We played football together. Yep. And. Uh, he played drums. I had a drum set and I was like, dude, let's get our drums. Let's put them together and make a big old drum set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, we just chant, we go up to his house and jam. Well, he was a way better drummer than I was. So okay. I'm like, All right. Well, fuck dude. So I'm like, I'll get a bass. Like I'll get a bass. So I got a bass guitar, started playing bass for a couple months. And, uh, this is probably like 92. This is 92 at the time. Um, and I was working a job and somebody broke in my truck and stole the bass. And I'm like, damn, fucking hey, man. Like, like Dave, like, I want to, I want to rock. You know, <laughs> I want to rock, dude. He's like, he's like, fucking be a singer, dude. It's free. I'm like, cause Ooh. I had no money. And I was like, all right. Literally just. Were you bu- singing before that? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I love this shit. I, and I just was like, all right, fuck it. Let's get, give me a mic, dude. And, and at this time I was like, fully into like I was, it was fugazi mr bungle Ooh. red hot chili peppers social distortion deftones that kind of it's a good mix snap case too was another snap one snap case oh dude oh, fucking shit. caboose bro that's fucking awesome dude man. snap case blew my mind we did warp tour with snap case six fuck blew my mind wow um, so i was, so I was cool. an uber fan okay. um so uh i forgot where i was going um listen to those bands listen to those bands oh i got the bass i became a singer i started singing you know I got a and I and I got a Vox bass. It was a Vox amplifier and a, and a and a microphone. Well, got it together, found a bass player, started doing that. Uh, literally, we couldn't find a guitar player. My friend played trombone. I was like, "Come over, dude, jam with us, dude." We had a <laughs> we had a trombone in our band for a month, Sick. and then I'm like, I'm like, this shit is not gonna work. We can't do a cover of Jimi Hendrix Fire with a guy on trombone. Uh, we need a guitar player, guys. And so there was this kid across town. Uh, his name's Jerry Horton, who is the guitar player for Pop Roach. Um, I was friends with his girlfriend and I was like, what's up with your boyfriend? I know he plays guitar and she's like, yeah, he's into metal. And like, I just don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I got to meet him. So I go meet him, go hang out at his place. Um, we have, we'd have these parties, right? Where it was like mosh pit in the garage with a sound system, Sick. no band, just mosh pits to our favorite <laughs> music. It. Okay. Jerry was like, I'm, I met him there. I was like out back all sweaty. I'm like, dude, what do you think about like, coming and jamming with us dude and he had seen us play before with our bass player and our trombone player and he's like yeah i don't know man i'm into metal and i just don't think this will fit dude i don't think it'll work out bro and i'm like come on man like just at least sh- just try and he's like nah dude he shined me and i i pestered his ass until he showed up to band practice and then uh he gave it a shot and then i wouldn't let him leave dude i just convinced him that come on let's do this dude and he was kind of unwilling for a while for a minute and then like he fell in love with it and it's fucking awesome here man. we are almost 30 years later that's insane yeah, man it is and that's officially your first band mm-hmm. pop roach is my first and you weren't even a singer either no so sick. like how like only been in one band that's fucking amazing yeah, Me too. It, that's crazy it's dude. really one 
Yeah, that's it, dude. It's so crazy. Shout out to the one band man. That's fucking. So how many years now? 30? The, yeah. Uh, next year will be 30 years since wow, since we started. Dude. Yeah. It fucking blows me away. Dude, it's. So did you graduate from high school? Yeah, man. Uh, I moved out my junior year. Uh, wanted to live my life my way. And so I moved out. I had a job. I was going to school. Where's your a job? job? I was dishwasher at a, at a restaurant. Sick. Around this time, I, I uh, met my. Um, girlfriend which was then to become my wife which is still my wife holy crap yeah like all these like i really love that dude ad, lo, big moments in my life kind of all were coming together at the same time and uh so yeah man I, I graduated high school did it my way and and uh you know had a passion for the music we were doing shows um we were putting on our own shows we were like the, we were always the odd man out at the shows too because in the scene that we were from it was like it was all like all the kids were wanting to go see like uh, Slater Kenny and they were into like the riot girl scene yeah. and like the zine scene and like, zine scene. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that, you know, uh, what was the, uh, there was a band called seven seconds was popping around Woo! that area, which is like punk rock. Yes. Um, but we were just kind of on the outside of that thing. We were the, they called us the band with the funk finger, but they, we, we, we were allowed to play it like these, shoegazer emo shows living room shows wow. like you, you know jimmy Eat world yeah of course. so like the bass player had a band called carrier back in the day and okay. they were around and we used to put on these shows at my friend's living room they came through and we we played <laughs> then carrier played and another band uh deep stream played which was my friend fleegazi that was his band Fligazi. yeah we, he looked like flea but he loved fugazi so we called him <laughs> fleegazi i love greg it. patterson dude i love you bro Fligazi. Um, yeah he was my roommate at the time. Yeah, he's legendary. He's <laughs> he's actually still in the music business to this day. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so you play backyard parties yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that whole scene, you know, and uh, we DIY style. And we, yeah. we, uh, we really cut our teeth fully just, f hey, dude, call up Tobin. What you doing, man? You want to go out flyer? You want to go do some flyering? You know? Hustling, hitting, man. Hitting the hustle, dude. And like at that time right wu-tang clan is like baking my noodle yeah i'm tripping out on this east coast hip-hop i love the hustle around hip-hop so this starts to affect my spirit uh my what i like about music how i yeah. approach music that hustler spirit and so we took that and brought it into rock and roll and like all the while y'all on the east coast it was like you you were in the center of that that was the spirit of, of yeah, music man. out very there lucky the, to be out there during that time you know man. and like i'm on the west coast going damn dude this is like i heard stories about what it was like in the in the you know the hardcore scene and like it just was always intriguing to me you know that's why i fell in love with Snapcase early on love that band god those dudes you know and then i heard like nightmare stories about earth crisis those dudes like i was like man those guys are they scary are they gonna like <laughs> yeah dude i heard like they shout out to earth crisis yeah dude I, okay tell me if this story is true maybe you would know or this is urban legend okay so uh they were out on tour and then this person invited them to stay back at their house and then the lady had a leather or the person had a leather couch they cut up the leather couch and threw it out the window of the house i've never heard that so that's a story that we heard about earth crisis <laughs> yeah. back in the day wow isn't that funny like that's urban crazy. legends yeah i mean yeah so i don't know if that's true but i was think, i don't think they do that. i was always like scared so i went and saw them live i was like standing in the corner like watching them i'm like all right dude these guys man they were but i love those stories they like, were they intense get... <laughs> yeah and with that story in my mind watching yeah. this band going this is scary these guys are shout out to Earth Christ. They're still vegan. They're still straight. They're just still the same dude. All right. It's amazing. Yeah, man. they hey, stay true to yeah, themselves. And, and they man. really lived it and lived those lyrics and really inspired a lot of people, man. Absolutely, man. And they did their own way too. Like 
Yeah, it was a good show. First time seeing them. Yeah, I was fucking blown away, but I was scared <laughs> the whole time in the back, just going, I don't know if I want to get in this mosh pit and die. Yeah, New York hardcore bands, New York bands always have that. Yeah, those kinds of. It was intimidating, and this is right around the time when I'm learning about East Coast hardcore. I'm going, these <laughs> motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> these dudes are crazy. Like, what is happening? I'm like, yeah, man. So I was always kind of like intimidated by that scene. But you but, liked it too. But though, inspired yeah. and like intrigued by it yeah. because it was just so different from we're Cali kids, man. What's up, dudes? <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> let's rock, bro. Let me give you a hug, man. Did you ever get to play CBs or anything? Pat? Yeah. That was the first time we played in New York. We played in CBs, wow. dude. Actually, uh, 23 years ago on April 5th, we played CBGBs. Holy shit. I think I have the flyer right here. Was that a sick show? Uh, it was, dude, it was so dope. I met one of my greatest friends of, of, uh, in my life, guy named Renee Mari sang for a band called Reach. I know Reach. You know Renee? Yeah, Reach. You said Richie Cipriano from Sick of It All. You know it. So, wow. Yeah. So, Renee's been one of my you great just guessed, friends. You just was on one of the new songs. You were on it. Yep, that's right. That's I know right. What's up. Okay. I've been I've been knowing Renee since that show at CBGB's. Wow. I he was my first friend in New York. Okay. And man, we went back years later, and it's a John Barbados, and it was like, man, <laughs> fuck. Does he still live in New York? Yeah, you're fucking dead to me, Kobe. You don't fucking call me back. What's up, broken fingers? Your fucking fingers broken. Oh, he breaks your balls a lot. All the time, I love him, dude. I, dude, I will purposely not answer the phone so he'll break my balls in the message, <laughs> and I can listen to it. I love so it. So, did, did you ever, did you play a talent show and you guys covered Jimi Hendrix Fire? Yes, yes. What With was a trombone band? player, bro? Oh, what was your band called? Oh, that's a trombone. Papa Roach. It was Papa Roach at the talent yeah, show. Yeah, it was Papa Roach. Wow. Been, so this is this is that was our first time ever performing in front of anybody. Damn. And like we were, it was just a dream, right? And then yeah. the next thing you know, we I had no we had no idea what we were doing. We we're just like we're we're doing a cover of a cover. We're covering the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Fire. Like, we had no idea. We sucked. It was uh, no wonder my parents thought I was a joke. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, years later, we, we start to sharpen the craft. Yeah. You know, sharpen the craft, playing shows, watching Deftones kill it. You know, and Ooh. that scene, that was like, that's really when, when it all kind of started to gel for me. It was when I was going to the Cattle Club, watching Deftones. And one just the greatest, great band, man. Shout out to Chino, man. Yeah. Love that band. Absolutely. Still one of my favorite bands. I love those guys. Um, and uh, very inspired by those guys. And Gino's a great human, man. Yeah. Good and a, person, man. And just to bring something so unique to yeah. music. He's just his own beast, and I love that about him and his band. So, yeah, man, that was a, that was a rad moment, too, watching those guys. I remember out. seeing him on the warp to, like, it'd be 100 degrees. I always got a buttoned up, a windbreaker, Dickies. Yep. Fucking in the crowd, like, killing it, bro. Yes. Like, he just had swag. Yeah. You know, he had this, like, thing about him. I, I just remember just being at a show and just, like, watching him walk by, like, that dude's cool. Man. <laughs> he's so much cooler than me. He still is. He's still, no, he's still cool. He's still way cool. <laughs> so um, you guys put out Potatoes for Xmas. That was the first thing? Yeah, dude. So Potatoes for Christmas, man. That it's was like. an EP or something, right? Yes, it's an EP. It's like funk punk Sick. experimental, like Mr. Bungle meets Pete, just oddball. Like, and then, you know. We uh, we still finding your sound at that point. Absolutely, we had no. It, it, I don't even know if that would be considered a sound <laughs> that we did. It yeah. was more like, what the fuck are these kids doing? But it was. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, this is a. It, this is my. This is my safe place, dude. Yeah. This is where I feel at home and comfortable and like I could just spaz out. And half the time, I'm just entertaining the other band members in the room because I'm such a weirdo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it was just such a great uh, escape for us because in Vacaville there wasn't shit to do. Yeah. It's Vacaville, if you translate it, it's called Cowtown. Okay. So 
I'm in Bacaville, bro. <laughs> Nothing happens. So Bacaville. music really saved your life too, man. Absolutely, man. I'm like, I don't know where I would have ended up, honestly. Were, if, you, a wild, if, were you like a wild party kid too? Um, you know, in high school, I started to turn up. You know, I, I, I started smoking pot when I was like 17, 16. I was like slanging some weed and I thought I was cool, hot shit. And then mm. I was like, I did that like for probably about two months. And then I was like, nah, this isn't, this isn't my thing. It's not really in like my culture. It's too, there's, I don't want to. I don't get wrapped up in that. Mm. So, you know, and then, I, and then I was hanging out with like a, a greaser crew and a, a crusty punk crew at the same time. Sick. Like I hung out with, I, I ran in some really odd, cir- just yeah. different circles all the time. Uh, <laughs> this little crusty punk crew called the insurgents from Vacaville, California go squat. They left Vacaville, quit high school, squatted down in Berkeley. I'll go and visit those guys, tussle around in that world, drink forties and, you know, kind of get into some bad stuff there. And then, you know, this greaser crew, Barley Pop in the Hoods, I was hanging out with those guys and they always had like a chip on their shoulder and very negative and wanted to fight people. And I'm like, I was trying to find like who my people were yeah. essentially. And, and you a scrapper? Uh, no, no, I'm 45. I've never been in a fight. Fucking love that, yeah, man. Dude, there's I love, a better lover, not a fighter. Absolutely, man. I Give love me that. Hug, dude. Come <laughs> here. I mean, hey, dude, my band saved my ass a few times from getting my ass beat. You know, I think the dude's a machine head at one point wanted to whip my ass. Wow. I don't even know if they know this. Like, we, I, we were at Loadout at a show, Berkeley Square, and I was like. Berkeley Square was the shit. Yes, man. that Woo. was that was our, dude, that was our spot. Like, we, we would played play. played your bunch back in the day. Yeah, Love same here. Love, dude, I saw Corn there for the first time. Dude, I saw Sick of It All with Corn there. You were on oh, that tour, tour probably. I was roadie, yeah. Dude, so I was there in the pit, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, that's we were in the same nuts. room way before. Hey, shot, that's wow, cool. Wow, dude. That was a sick-ass show. I was blown away by Sick of It All. And Corn opened up for them, too. Yep. They were on the come up. Yep. And dude, that Damn. was just off the chain. Like that, that moment, I was like, "This is it." Well, yeah, Machine. I think I think it was the guitar player. Maybe wanted to like punch my face in, but I probably said some cocky shit because I was kind of cocky back. Were in you the cocky day. when you guys were blowing up and stuff? Uh, not not. There was always humility because I understood the hard work that it took to do what we did. Yeah. But I had this air about me like... Proving yourself? Or? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, Papa Roach, five bucks. I walk around with a boombox on my shoulder. What the fuck, Papa Roach, five bucks. What the fuck, Papa Roach, five bucks. And I try to sell CDs to everybody. And they're like, we don't want your fucking CD. And I'd get closer and I'd be like, what the fuck, Papa Roach, five bucks. You know, oh just trying God. to push people's buttons a little, you know, I'd... Well, just, you believed in it. You believed just in yourself. Just tussling, you know? Yeah, yeah dude. I, I was, <laughs> I, I just, I like that, you know? And, and uh, so, yeah, I almost got my ass kicked a few times. Uh, shout out to Machine Head for not whipping my ass back <laughs> in the day. It's cool, you know? So uh, I, <laughs> sorry, I'm losing it. No, you started, you started to create a buzz and playing shows when that potatoes comes out there. Well, dude, that, so that, that was a couple years earlier, right? So then we're off to old friends from young years. This yeah. is our first, like, you it's know. 97. Yep. This is our first, this is the first full length record. We're, we mean it by now. Our bass player's dad is producing us. Sick. We're in his garage recording this. And uh, this is kind of when we're really starting to like figure out who we were. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a very experimental kind of record too, man. It's like it goes from like live. It's one song starts live, a live recording and then snaps into a studio recording of itself. Oh, shit. And then a record scratches and stops and then goes into this thing where it's like keyboard and this little like wind up baby doll making all these weird sounds Damn. into this like punk shit into this yeah. experimental noise core. Like we just had all these different loves and, and we were, we were always experimental. And so we were doing shows at the community center, putting those on cool. and uh, you know, 
We started getting a crowd coming out and all that. Yeah, stuff. man. So building that, up. Yeah. That was that was a thing for us, dude. We started a pool um, in '97. We were pulling like 500 kids. Damn. Yeah, in our small little town, Vacaville, California, 500 t- kids. The teen center would let us put shows on there, but all the money went back to the teen center because the city. Are, we were rallying for yeah. a skate park. We we're like, we need a skate park cool. here. We're gonna take all the money that we make from all these shows and we're gonna put it in a pot. And we're going to put money away because the kids are going to build the skate park. So and sick. we were like, this is this is what we were about. And did uh, you skate too? Oh yeah, I was a skater. Street, I wasn't that good. Street skater? Oh yeah, I, I nice. dude. And you know what? I right before Infest came <laughs> out, I was going for a kickflip and landed and put my back foot in between the wheel and the board and went to slam my foot front foot down like thinking I'm about to land it and yeah. rolled my ankle and just the thing blew up. I was like oh, I'm all dude I'm trying to like go tour dude. I think I'm like I think I think I'm done. I think I'm good right now. Uh, Do you skate after that every I, again? Yeah, I got sk- I still got a skateboard. I'm just I can't, I'm dad style dude. I'm just cruising. Yeah, you're cruising longboard. Yeah. yeah I'm cruising. Yeah. I'll go to the skate park. I'll be like I'll go uh, transition you can do a kickflip though you used to be able to yeah no i can't i can't kickflip anymore man i can't kickflip anymore that's uh -uh. shove it that was like you know about as good as i got and then after that i topped out so did you guys open a skate park in the town that happened uh eventually they did build a skate park it was after i uh, it was after i grew up and left the city but they did build a skate park there and uh, yeah it became a real thing and and that those community center shows were it was some of the best moments of my life to be honest yeah straight up that's fucking awesome um so then you guys had two EPs before <clears throat> Infest came out. You had yep. the uh, um, Tracks Deep? Five, yeah, Five Tracks five, Deep. Five Tracks Deep, sorry. Yep, Five Tracks Deep and then, and then let, let, him, them let Him Know. Yeah, man. And it's and it's crazy that Warner Brothers wasn't feeling the demo of the songs that were Infest, Last Resort, Broken Home were on that demo. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, yeah. bro. Who, it's, who listened to that? Like, who didn't hear that? It's you know, nuts. I look at it, <laughs> and it makes me realize that is it really up to the industry of what becomes popular? Or is it just what the people fucking like? Yeah. You dude. know, like, yeah, the, I will say this, the major label, they put us in front of the people. They put our music, they, they put it in the forefront Yeah, and just went hard. But it's like, they heard last resort and they were like, nah, we don't, we don't, we don't feel this. And, we're that broken was, home either. Fucking yeah. crazy. Like we were nominated for a Grammy on I that know, one. Dude. Like what? That's wild dude. For, for a band that, Put out independent records, you know, two cassettes. You grinded, you grinded, yeah, dude. Two cassettes, full length, two EPs before Infest. We cut, we paid our dues, you know. And super DIY and just really grassroots and really absolutely busted your ass to do it. Yep. Because some people, even me, I, I was like, holy shit, these guys have a lot of things before that. Some people might thought, oh, who are these guys? They came out of nowhere. Yep, I never, totally. I never heard of them before. Are they an industry plant? You know? Yeah, like I didn't hear them before, but yeah. these guys are fucking. You were grinding, playing all these like DIY spots and giving back to your community. Yep. It's incredible. And then Infest comes out in 2000. Um, you know what's crazy too, I just realized too, is that um, Last Resort, there's a kid's got the Circle Jerks, Dead Kennedy's Black Flag, yep. Dropkick Murphy's post in his yep. room. I know, so exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. He, he plays drums in a band, this punk band uh, called Monster Squad. Okay. They're f- hardcore. But just in that video, just seeing that and yep. all that. And then, so when that record comes out, is it an instant game change if you would it took a minute? Did a single come out first? The video come out first? Um, so we dropped the record. Um, our plan was just let's just get in the van. You made, go like, tour. made like any other record. Just this yep. other record. Yep. We're just gonna go tour, man. And like we had some great shows out there and some not so great shows. I remember we played in uh, Tucson, Arizona. There's always all these hardcore kids, like all the hardcore kids. There's all hardcore bands. Wow. We're not a hardcore band. We're like this odd ma- amalgamation of different things. Of everything, right? yeah. Yeah, and so we show up and. 
they they're looking at us we're all dressed in all black you know bandanas on our heads and shit they're like oh these guys must be tough dude we're like yeah we fuck tear shit up bro <laughs> you know they didn't hear our band we're fucking giving out our cassette tapes we had these little two song demos we're giving Before them out to everybody played. yeah dude we start playing dude all the cassette tapes are thro- they're throwing them at us they're like what? fuck you guys fucking they, they hated us and wow. i just remember going this fucking rad let's fucking go like i <laughs> You know, because I was like watching Gigi Allen fucking hated, right? Oh, yeah. You know, dude. so I was like, ah, oh, let's fucking, let's go. Ah. We don't you want know. shit thrown at you. But no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. And I don't want to throw shit at anybody else either. But I just like that, like that on the edge of like, it's about to go down type yeah. of shit. And, you but know, you guys had so many grooves and half times and mosh parts and all yeah. that. I could hear that even back then being a hardcore kid in a hardcore band, like, and maybe staying in my little hardcore world. But when I heard you guys, I was like, you could vibe to it, and you know it's coming from those those influences that I always always yeah, yeah, like to. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Like you could hear it in there. You know? I'll tell you though, man. We went out on Warp Tour, and that's when the when shit started to pop off, right? So we went out on Warp Tour. I always wanted in to a do good it. way. Oh, in an amazing okay. way. Okay, so we uh we get at, actually the summer before we do two dates on Warp Tour, which was awesome. Um, as an independent band and then we got signed we got the deal so we're going out on Warp Tour we start out on the third stage you know just like that's how it is in Warp to Kevin Lyman that's yep. how it goes down you gotta pay your dues you know Facts. so we got out there dude we were about three days on the on the small stage and they, was, they were like we need to move you up to the bigger stage because this is when Last Resort starts cracking crowd's right? going yeah, yeah it's, it's happening so dude through the course of Warp Tour um, I'm in the beer bong Olympics right I'm drinking my <laughs> guts out I'm still like you know kind of in that lifestyle right um, starting to lose it a little bit, but uh, I'm having a great time. The shows are going. I didn't mean off. to laugh at that. I laughed at the beer bomb. No, it's all right. I never it's heard all, that before. Yeah, it's cool, okay, man. It's, it's all right. I lost it. Um, <laughs> you know, Green Day's out there playing. They're lighting their drum set on oh, fire yeah. every night. Flogging Molly's ripping. It. Flogging Molly is out there ripping it. No doubt, did some dates on it. That's right. AFI was out there a little bit. Weezer did a few dates on that on that year. So it was like a moment for me because I'm a fan. I'm tripping, you know, this is and cool. And you feel like you had a lot to prove at that moment? Ab- always. I still feel like I got a lot okay. to prove. Even at, at this moment I sit here, you know, okay. it's like, it's just my, it's it's where I come from. Stay um, hungry. Yeah, always hungry. It's <laughs> Dude, so we went from the third stage to like, now we're cycling into like the headliner slot and all these, but you know, Fat Mike from No Effects is like, fuck these guys. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck are they doing here? You know, oh, but whatever. He was cool. He was always cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, we're in those circles amongst those bands, and I'm going, "Holy shit, this is happening!" And we're rocking these shows, and we're making friends with these other punk rockers, and it's like punk rock summer camp. It was everything I was dreamt dreamt of at this moment, and it's going off, and it's like, oh, it's beautiful, right. man. This is fun, man. I remember playing uh over by the Stone Pony in Jersey for the first Ooh, time on Warped Tour that year, dude. Yeah, dude. And that was just such a great time, and I was just every every day was a new adventure. And a new opportunity to go check out some new music and make some new friends and, you know, and then the other stuff. <laughs> but did, did it happen fast for you when the record took off? It was just. Yeah, it was it was probably about four or five months. And then it was like, holy shit, we are blowing up. I have no. This was not what we were expecting. We're like, let's get in the van and go tour and maybe sell 100,000 records or 50,000 records and like just keep doing this thing and building it. And uh, it was a rocket ship ride to the top, like straight. MTV, like new, uh, best new artists and new vi- and the video nominations, all that all stuff, all that shit, dude. Yeah, 
Timberland's like shouting us out, you know, we're tra- Swiss Beats is trying to make records with us. We're like, ah, we're, we don't want to do that, man. You know, like, I, what was that? Why? My son is Evanescence hit me up to do that song, Wake Me Up Inside. They hit oh, me up. I was like, ah, I don't want to do that. What? Why, did, why didn't I do that? Holy shit. You sh- big dummy. What? Uh, dumb. I was dumb. Dude, I my son's playing some hip hop the other day of, a new, of an artist and he shot, says Pop Roach in the song. Oh, really? I got to find the name. That's dope. He's like, don't, is, isn't this guy coming to the podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's a recent song. Okay, cool. I got I to tell you. All right, respect. It's, it's just so cool, though, man. Yeah, like, man. So, yeah, you guys made, you're blowing up. You're playing all these tours. And does, does home life change? Does, when you go back to your home, are you guys like the hometown heroes? Does it change? Um, Is there love of people like tripping on it? Absolutely. There's tons of love back home, you know? And, and we go back and we were celebrated and we celebrated our town and we always shouted out our town, you know? And then I moved to the big city, Sacramento. Woo. You know, some of my friends were hating on me because, you know, I was selling, I sold <laughs> out. You know, I'm like, dude, I fucking live 30 minutes away. My wife works a job here in Sacramento. I don't want her commuting anymore. You know, and then I, and then my wife eventually quit her job, and we decided to have kids, and it was just kind of this wild time in my life, you know. And were you were you wilding out during that time a oh, lot? Oh, I was out of control. I was drinking vodka by the gut. Load. Was it because of the success and and not being able to like, uh, I don't know, digest it all? Was happening too? It was too much for you, or uh, I, I'm I, I'm an alcoholic. Okay, you know, I'm a I'm, I was a alcoholic. I think from the first time I ever uh, sipped alcohol. Okay, as a kid, I drank to a blackout. You know, and like, you know, I kept it on a leash here and there. Um, But once we started touring, it just it really started to spiral. And you can get as much as you want anytime you want backstage anywhere. I I was into the spoils of that rock and roll lifestyle. And, you know, thank God I didn't get into cocaine, um, that kind of stuff, you know, because God, we've lost I've lost friends, you know, and it's it's just it's tragic. It takes people from us. And it's like. Yeah, it was it was a raw time, but there's so many fond memories and you still have sprinkled in amongst those, you know, like so many great memories and great times within that time period. Um, but also a lot of wreckage. Yeah. yeah. And there's just some things you don't remember probably. Yeah. Just blacked wow. out. Just partying. Wow. Just going for but, it. But but not but not drunk on stage. Like you, you stayed focused on No, it. never drunk on stage. I get right when I came off stage, man, it so was like let me hit that vodka. <laughs> you know, and it'd just be iced down, ready to chug, right? Drink Damn. to a fucking Wah! then wake up the next morning, uh, I feel terrible. You know, go exercise, sweat some of it out. I had this kind of little but twisted routine. But still staying professional in your performance in the shows. Yeah, show always mattered. I never, I never drank before I went on stage. I just was, it was, and thank God because I love the purity of that moment. When I'm on stage, yeah. there's nothing else it's but that moment. It's a natural high, dude, yeah. It's, and dude, it is my drug of choice. Yeah. I know that now, right? Like, I finally, years later, put the bottle down, you know, and, and have stopped doing drugs or alcohol. Any How many years sober now? 10 years amazing 10 man. years Congrats, I, 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 and, I, and I'll be honest with the people I, th- I slipped up and smoked some weed a few times you know and that's real but I, I want to say this alcohol You're not was my nemesis perfect. yeah that was my that was that would make me make all the wrong decisions yeah and I was not my true essence of self when I was intoxicated on alcohol and it's been uh, 10 years February 19th 2012 I finally put it down Fucking dude, amazing man. the best decision of my life man really yeah. honestly and, you and truly you look great dude you look no, thank great you. You. and I, you still pretty too boy come on you. 52 happy birthday hold on happy <laughs> it's birthday, birthday right boy now. <laughs> dude you're 45 you look great your skin your hair I'm always envious of people's hair you have perfect hair hey man it's appreciate all it it's all natural yeah that's right dude I got a shout out to my old man Rico Shaddix I appreciate you man for the, for that head of hair you what, know what side of the family does it come from the hairline I, was, uh, I, was, I don't know I, I think 
parents? It, I don't know. Mom or dad's side? That's something I heard mom's side, maybe, yeah. Okay. Uh Larry Scarlett, he had he had a pretty yeah, he had a full head of hair actually. He died yeah. he died young though, man. He died in his fifties. Wow. Yeah, too young, man. When you hear people dying in their fifties, man, rest in peace, Taylor. Because I'm fifty and I feel like I'm in my I feel so young. I yeah. work out every day, I skate. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like I I'm forty five and I thought people that were forty five were was, ancient. Yeah. Ancient. Yeah. It's so weird when it becomes And now I'm here and I'm like Dude, you're chilling. Life dude. rips, man. So, Let's go. <laughs> Let's Um so does the shit change for you obviously financially too. Everything changes. Everything. I uh Do you I, go from living somewhere? Or you obviously you said you moved to Sacto. Yeah, so me and my wife, we bought this house in Sacramento's crack house, dude. We gutted it, cleaned it up, you know. We ended up uh, flipping it and selling it because a couple of my neighbors had been murdered on the street while I was away on tour. And I was like, all oh, right, because wow. I lived in the hood in Sacramento, Del Paso Heights. Shout out to the hood. Um, wow. But I finally, my business managers were like, we made, we're making money, right? And I'd never made money like this in my life. Yeah. And like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm saving this. I've never had money in my life. Uh-uh. They're so like, being smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you got to buy a house though. You got to do something. So I was like, all right, well, let's buy a house. We'll buy a house. So we found a house, right? Great little place. Awesome pad, man. I love this place. It was, you know, not all crazy, big old. Yeah, I did yeah, MTV yeah. Cribs, actually, with this that. house. I remember that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I actually drove my my sons by this house just recently to show them where, you know, me and Mama lived where, wow. when Mikhail was a little baby. And, uh, yeah, but, man... I didn't. I didn't know what life was gonna be like, and then I got money, and then I and then I was like, "Oh man, you got." They're like, "You got to furnish the house." So I was like, and that's when I learned how to spend money. Mm. I was like, "Oh shit, spending money is kind of cool, man. I never did this before. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that piece of art. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was a good time. We being smart about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, it's so funny. They were my best business managers I ever had, and then for some reason we fired them. And then we went and got a different business manager and he ended up pr- going to prison for embezzling money from uh, multiple artists that he worked for. Oh um, my I think God. he might still be in prison. Maybe he's getting out of prison right now. I'm not sure. Wow. I kind of got a resentment against this guy. I got to work through. I got to forgive this sure, guy. I got to let him stop renting space in my head. I know this. Um, wow. But we went back to that business manager. I went back to the OG one that made me help me make all the right decisions. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, cool. They're great. I know I'm responsible. Yes. <laughs> I'm responsible. I stay on a budget. So you have three boys. Three boys? Yeah, man. I got a 20-year-old named Mikhail. Wow. 17-year-old named Jagger, and then an 8-year-old named Brixton. And you got great oh, names. How old your son, Just Max? One, he's 19. 19. I love dude. those names, though. Woo. Yeah, Mikhail Cielo, Jagger Monroe, and Brixton Gabriel. Amazing, those my boys, man. man. They're, yeah, they're it's crazy. Right my having, life. I have one. I can't imagine having three, dude. Isn't it the be, the best thing? It is the a, best. Dad life is the rad life. It's I know. Just, and you see a whole different perspective on the world once you have become a father, yeah, too, man. Dude, it's made me. It's made me want to be a better person, you know. And it's a. Uh, Are you more emotional now? Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've always been an emotional. But I cried. Man. I cried everything, bro. I know, dude. It's 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 that time of life, bro. It's happening, dude. It's, we become a little softer. It's so crazy, it's though. A lovely but thing. it's beautiful, dude. Absolutely, dude. It's like I look at my boys and I'm like. It, they're they're just doing so good. It's like my son; he's he's away at college and he's facing his fears. He didn't want to go away. He didn't want to live far away from home, but he wanted to play this sport, right? And he's chasing it. He plays lacrosse. He got a scholarship. Trip out on this right now. My son, Mikhail Shaddix, uh, is on the number one lacrosse team in the nation for the NAIA, oh, which is a, the cousin of the NCAA. That's amazing. And so man. they're the number one in the nation. That's and I'm like, man, man, that's pretty. That's awesome. Like, it's so he's, cool. He's getting he's he's wants to go to school to become a physical therapist, which I'm like, yes, because my back always hurts <laughs> and I'm always going to the physical therapist. So maybe you he can help me with, <laughs> a few years down the road. 
Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, man. And I, I see you because I, I follow you on on the social media, man. And you, your boy's a little, he's a little banger on the drums, yeah, dude. He gets it, man. And from what I see, it's like you guys have an awesome relationship. Yeah, man. He's a very lucky man. I, that, lo- I love it. He's my best friend, but he's also, I'm also his dad. And he yeah. Follow some rules. Absolutely. You balance that. It's a balance. Yep. Uh, we have the same thing, man. It's like my kids Tough feel comfortable love. enough to, to come to me and talk to me about their feelings and what the, what's going on in their it's life. Important, what's real, dude. You know, and like. And then also, like, we can buddy up and go have a good time. Go to it. I took Jagger to his first mosh pit. You know what I'm saying? Really? We're, we're a Scarlord Shore up in Hollywood. And I was <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, what's up? We're going to go in the pit. And he's like, oh, I don't know, Dad. I'm like, come on, dude. Don't be a little. Come on. Let's That's go. amazing. He's like, no. I'm like, all right, let's go to the bar. We'll grab a Red Bull real quick. So go up, grab a Red Bull. <laughs> we're chilling. We're watching the show. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him one more time. And if he says no, I'm going to let it be. Kind of nudged him. I was like, I'm going to hit the pit. He's like. Let's go, Dad. How old we, is he? Uh, at the time, he was like 15. That's amazing, And man. so we're in the mosh pit together, and I'm like literally too. like having this like tear of joy, like in a mosh pit, <laughs> getting elbowed in the face at a Scarlord show with my son Jagger right next to me just ripping, going so off. So cool, man. So I take a step back, and I'm just sitting there watching my son in the mosh pit, just like, you know, kids are getting knocked down. They're picking each other up, hugging each other, you know, crowd surfing, and I'm just going, this is so rad. I got to share this moment with my boy. Like it's that's a, Yeah, man. it's like I get a little like, welled up about that stuff because I, I love being a dad. Yeah, me too. The do, they, do they love Papa Roach too? Do mm-hmm. they like your music? They love Papa Roach, dude, it's straight cool, up. Man. And they're my best. They're my biggest critic. You know, I'll play, ah. I'll play him the demos and there's a re- there's a song that didn't make the record that my son Mikhail's so pissed about. He's like, why did you put spotlight on the record, dad? Like you guys are weak, dude. Put that on, man. You know, <laughs> like, hey, easy, easy there, little hater, you know, but you know, he, he likes what he likes. But do be honest about the song. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Mikhail man. loves the heavier music. He's all about the heavy. Yeah. And, uh, and then he likes like some pop music too he's like he's an interesting little beast when it comes to music then jagger my second born he fancies himself he's a drummer great little cool. drummer plays metal plays you know punk plays uh pop plays hip-hop he's also a rapper writes wow, raps he's that's a, cool man. and he's a great little rapper i'm not i am not i'm not lying wow the kid writes bars that i'm like are you i think you might be surpassing me dude all right <laughs> yeah and he always you know he always talks about you know wanting to do this thing and I told him, I said, it's yours. Go yeah. do it. Go yeah. do it. I ain't going to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, son. But I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the guy who recording you. Like, uh, I'm not that guy. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Got, if you want to go do this, go do it. Yeah. That's how I've approached that. And I, because I don't know, man, I think these silver spoon kids, man. I know what you're saying. It, it, it ain't my thing. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it yeah. don't work, man. If like the cream rises to the top, right? Like go go put the work in and do it. And so who knows where, you know, where he lands with that. He's also a great little athlete. Um, and yeah, I could go on and on no, that's for cool hours though. about these kids. Do you, do you rhyme too? Oh yeah. I'll, I'll write some rap. Yeah. I was, I was always wondering, we didn't do like a solo, like a hip hop record. Yeah. You know, I have it, man. And, uh, you never recorded any rhymes on beats. Uh, and no, nope. Not through the ages, man. Everything I've done, you know, any kind of, any kind of, any kind of, there's more actually rap on this new Papa Roach record. Okay. Than, than I've, ever done on okay. any of our records so because you never because i know you love hip-hop too yeah and obviously it's in the bounce and the grooves of pop roach yep but you never really went rhyming on it, you know what i mean so, yeah check this new record out there's okay. there, there's some there's a track called killing time okay and uh you know i got a unique style it's a little spitfire and it ain't it ain't for everybody you know but it's my thing and i'm proud of it i love yeah. it you know and it's like i get down i have fun with it and uh 
I just love watching my little boy throw down the rap. So he's like, Dad, check out these bars. And he'll, get, he'll, get wow. rap. he'll read me the lyrics first and then rap them to me. I'm like, go, son. Is he go. turning you on to like, do your kids turn you on to new music and stuff? Um, you know, Jagger, Jagger introduced me to Scarlord, which okay. then I, I do like. But we kind of, we go, well, here's a funny story. <laughs> Dad, I got to show you this group. They're called Diggable Planets. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, show, do tell. Show me, son. Yeah, yeah. So he's playing me their tracks. I'm like, Jag, I've been knowing about this group since I was your age. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is my shit when I was a kid. But it's dude. so beautiful when they find something yes. and they find it themselves. Man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nothing you play in the car a hundred times for them, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's rad because it's like he's falling in love. He's bringing like all this 90s hip hop that, that I was shit, jamming dude. out to. He's playing it for me. I'm like, yeah, dude. Makes you proud too. My son's yep. like, listen to Nazio Matic in the car. Oh, I'm like, oh, my God. That it's, record. That's like my top perfect hip hop yep. record of all time. Of all time, dude. It's Dang. like it's incredible, dude. Elmatic. So hear my son listening Enough to that. Said. It's like yeah. But I love. I love. I always grew up on hip hop, but I would never try to rhyme in H two O or do something because yeah. I don't want to play myself. But this other group, Hazen Street, they had with people. We we, yeah. had, we had more like flow and that kind of stuff and that. But that's right, dude. Save it for that. Yeah. Well, uh, Chad, right? Yeah, Chad, Chad was, found glory. Yeah. yeah. What's up, dude? He produced it. You guys did it with? Uh, did you do with the record with Howard Benson? Howard Benson. Yep. That's how I met. I think that's maybe the first time I met you. Okay. I think it was. Oh, because you guys worked with them too. Yep. I think we were coming in right at the end time. We, and we met. Uh, Which what's the big heavy? He, what's who's a heavy Hoya. set dude from? Hoya, Hoya. I met Hoya for Ball. the first time. And I was like, dude, these guys are crazy, man. I was kind of. Shout out to Hoya. He lost over 100 pounds. Are you serious? Changed his whole life during the pandemic. I'll show you a picture. Amazing. It's incredible. He, to me, is the most positive, biggest transformation in 2020. That's amazing. I, dude, it's I love hearing stories everything. like dude, that. Yeah, dude. He's fighting for he's fighting for that longevity. He wants a long life, exactly. you know. Exactly. That's Ex dope. Exactly. He flipped everything. That's man. inspiring. What made him do it? Just kind of like I think just everything. The world, just being home off tour, all that family, all that man. Yeah, just like let's go. It's beautiful, man. Grab the bull by you the You won't horns. even recognize him. I'll show you a picture. That's all. my ex drummer Dave Buckner. He used to be. Oh a yeah, that's big right. Boy. He's half the man he used to be, dude. I'm half the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, literally, man. Wow. Yeah. And he's doing great, man. Like Good for him, we split dude. the sheets like a little over ten years ago, you know. And it was it was a kind of he was having a rough run for a minute. Okay, like we've all had in this band. Yeah. Um, but uh, he had to go fight for his life, and he did, and he turned his whole life around too, man. And I like, love that shit. He's dude. got a he's got an awesome little son, Bon, who I love, and he's got this lovely mixed family, you know, blended family. Two yeah. families come together, and it's like beautiful. He found man. his people, and like we mended our relationship. It's awesome, like, dude. It's such Life's a rad short, thing. Man, you gotta do that. Absolutely. Does he still play? Uh, yes, he does. Cool. He just he just dropped some music with uh, Marcos from POD, and then Joe. Um, I don't know Joe's last name. He's an ex bass player for Chevelle. Okay. And so, and then this guy Lucas Rossi, who was um, I think did like, uh, I don't know what show it was. It was like one of those like ta singer talent shows. Okay. Okay. Not American. There's, there's so many of those now, but yeah, yeah. he he was. I can't I can't remember what show, but he won one of those competitions, oh, okay. and uh, he's the vocalist for it, and uh, it's it's great music, man. That's dope, it's man. cool, man. So it's good to hear him playing too. That's awesome. Yeah, we celebrate each other. It's I love a good that. thing. I love that. Um, you guys are brothers, no matter what. Um, for show, for sh so for really, was there crazy pressure to make love hate tragedy? Do you feel a pressure after all the success of Infest? Because you had like four singles off that record, man, at least, right? Yeah. In Fast Life, uh, Last Resort, Broken Home. What's the other one on there? I love Broken uh, Home. So I want to talk about Broken Home, how emotional I still feel when I hear that song. I love it. And now hearing your story, how you grew up, not even knowing that, till I did my deep dive in you and yeah. hearing that song, I, I just, 
I love that song. I get emotional talking about like that yeah. song. That's the one I connected with the most when I f- was hearing you guys when you guys came out. That song is a beautiful song, man. Yeah, man. It was it was me trying to like make sense of that that absence of of this this thing that I needed so much in my life. You know that, yeah. that man that that I had my stepdad, but it's it's different when it's your your father, right? Of course, dude. And uh, I just I struggle with that. I and I still you know it it hurts my heart sometimes, but it's yeah. like I know that. I understand the reason why, and and uh, you know we wrote that song. It got real, dude. The video was like, ugh, it was hardcore. Like I couldn't even watch the whole, like the making of it. I yeah. was in the room, and like there was moments where they were like reenacting this, the you know some of the heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. heavier moments, and I was like, I just had to leave. I was like, Damn. I can't. I, it's too much right now. It's too real. Yeah. Right? It's too, and. But it was cathartic, all in the same, in this, sure in this way. Everything, dude. And, and uh, you know, it's and that was one of those songs that touch people deeply, right? And, yeah. And and like we gra- lives, man. We grabbed you by the heartstrings with that one. One hundred. And and, and uh, I, uh, I'm grateful that I was, you know, at that point in my t- my life, I was inspired to like start opening up and like kind of deal with my feelings yes. instead of just being angry at everybody in the world and yep. like had this chip on my shoulder. It's like. Let me deal with this like tangled up ball of yarn and like let's start unraveling and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And work on it. It's like I believe, right? Like I am not responsible for the things that happen to me. I am responsible for the way that I react to the things that happen to me and how I deal with the things that happen to me. I love it, took that. Me a, it took me a long time to like get to that place. Yeah. You know, of, of like unlearning this, these things in my life. Yeah. And like, you know, like Snapcase said progressions through unlearning yes it's like yeah right how much truth is that it's just so true it's still like to this day i gotta unlearn things to relearn a new way yeah change it's fuck painful but it's ne- it's i need it yeah gotta have it so you're, st- you're still working on stuff like that even absolutely late, late in life yeah man i mean for me it's uh i have a tendency to be selfish self-centered and self-seeking um you know i I have a really uh, a, a lo- big negative self-talk thing that I've been trying to like tamper out, like quiet that yeah. voice and like find You're harsh on yourself, like a really bad critic of yes, yourself, terrible to myself. And I'm like, dude, you got to like lighten up, man. Yeah. Be easy on yourself. Cause it's part of my anxiety issue is like, I'm, I'm like a woodpecker on the side of my temple, just on my own. I'm like, dude, be easy. Yeah. Like, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Cole. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and, uh, it's a, it's something that, it's it's a it's a mental health issue that I'll deal with my whole life, but it's like I just need to understand. All right, I've learned a lot of things in the last like two and a half years, three years, um, about my mental health. Like sugar, it's it's a it's killing my brain. Yeah, it's murdering my spirit. Uh, so I, when I live my life, uh, very low sugar. Uh, my life is way better. Interesting. It's it's because it's an inflammatory, right? Mm-hmm. And depression and anxiety, those things are a brain uh, quote disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but sugar, all it does is inflame your tissues. Well, what what your brain's a tissue? Yeah, it's inflaming my brain. And uh, stress is another one, right? Well, then I got to go get sunlight. I have to get sunlight on my face. So good for 30, you. Th- at least thirty minutes a day. I need a. I need a like. Uh, processed food try to keep that like down yeah i'm not perfect you know yeah um but when i'm putting those pieces of the puzzle together it's like my mental health gets better 
I love it's, that. Man. And it's like I, f- I found these like hacks because I don't want to go uh, just get on medication. No. I'm, I, and it works for some people. It's great for some yeah, people. For sure. And there's been moments in my life where I'm like, maybe I need to go like try. Yeah. But I I don't know, man. I just let me work through it. Let me just yeah, I think let me diet, work through diet, this. Exercise, all that stuff. It's major. How you treat your body. It's major. It's all connected. Yeah, man. it's ridiculous. And like I'm, you can really, really fix things and mm-hmm. um, keep things, keep yourself sane. Just like your boy Hoya, dude. Like he just yeah, he dude. put it back on track, you know, and he found those life hacks. Change like, his diet. Change everything. Yeah, man. it's it's uh. So I've been finding those little hacks, you know, to 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 heal some of those elements of myself. Yeah. It's and it's you know. Sometimes I implement them and sometimes I don't, you know, <laughs> Do you meditate and stuff like that. Do, yeah. You know, I haven't meditated probably in about five months. Um, but during the pandemic for about a year straight, I was meditate every day. I would, wow. I got to get back to this. What kind man. of, what kind of meditation? Um, just breathing, breathing exercises. Um, there's this guy that, uh, showed me this. It's a, I don't even know what it's called, but I'll show you real quick. It's, it's a, it's like a cir- not circular breathing, but it's, you know, when you breathe into your yeah. diaphragm, so diaphragm, chest out, diaphragm, chest out. So you do that for like seven minutes straight. Wow. And it's like you super oxygen, oxygen, yeah, your name body, for, the name for that. Uh, it's, you know, the guy Wim Hof, he's like yeah, a, one of those yeah, guys. Yes, yes. He teaches this stuff. There's a bunch of teachers okay. of this stuff. Um, but it really got me into, uh, helps me with my meditation. It quiets the quiets the noise kills the noise it just brings like it's like a hard reset okay it's like you know when your phone or your computer's acting all wacky and yes. you do a hard reset it's like when i'm spun out and i'm losing my shit and, and i'm angry and i'm ang- anxious anxiety ridden and everything is like a major issue like it, just getting out of bed or uh, it's yeah. like i'm like stop first stop being a little punk like <laughs> step up but this breathing exercise will, it works for me. It's like a hard reset I on, love my, that. on my spirit. And I'm like, I can start my day over like straight up. I can like be just an ass and in an, <laughs> in a, just a funk anxiety spaz and do this breathing and pull myself out and be like, Oh, Hey babe. How's it I going? I love that man. How's life? You know, it's amazing. Yeah. And my, my wife's like, are you fucking crazy? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I am. It's all right. What about, what about cold showers? Cold showers, uh, I, I started doing them. Man. I tried it. It's it's, hard, it's that's some man shit, bro. That's uh, that's shit. Dude, this is some savage shit. But and it changes your hope. I, I dived in the ocean the other day, a freezing cold ocean. It just changed my mindset for the day because I had this doctor on here, Doctor Andrew Huberman. Yep. And he was breaking down breathing and the cold plunge and the sauna. And the cold all plunge that is so stuff. good for you. I know. Sa- I dude. sauna regularly, man. Okay. Sauna is just uh, it's my passion. I'm like okay. I just sweat. I just, like you do like once a week at least. Uh, when I'm home, I'm like three or four days a week in the sauna. Okay. I work out, do ten minute, fifteen minute in the sauna. I don't do the big crazy long ones. So good for you. I love it. I pound the water, drink tons of water. It's great for your skin, great for your soul, spirit, everything. Um, fitness for me is is key for that, you know, trying to stay healthy, keep that pop that get that serotonin and dopamine yeah. popping instead of like doom scrolling. Cause that does the serotonin too. But oh yeah. It's it, it takes you to a point where it's an overload and then you're depleted. So all like a healthy balance, right? This thing's gotta phone, get, man. Phone's gotta get put away. You gotta put boundaries on Are it. Are you good with the phone? Uh putting you know, it away? The, on tour, not so much, but while I'm home, I, I'm hard to get a hold of. It's I like that. I put that thing away and I'm like, it's cool. I'll get back to it. I'll check it at three o'clock. I'll check it at six o'clock. And then if anybody really, needs, really, really needs to get a hold of me, they know my wife's number. I love that. You know dude. what I mean? 
It's like, I wish I could do it. It's so hard sometimes, man. It is, man. I it's can't like, tell my kids to get off, you know, doom scrolling if I'm doom scrolling. I know. You know what I'm saying? So at home, you're really good with that. That's, yeah, that's really... I, I, I do pretty well. You know, I can't I can't say that I'm perfect. Sometimes I'll sit on that toilet till my legs go numb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. People say that's why the lines to bathrooms are longer these yes. days. It's because people on the toilet. On Absolutely. The Ordering food takes longer. It's crazy yeah, man, how it, these things become. It's such a great tool to promote what we're doing, our music, absolutely. everything you love, mm -hmm. you know, try to inspire and all that stuff. But then there's like a deep, dark rabbit hole of insanity. Yeah. On there. Hey, I got to tell you, though, man, with 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 inspiration, like and what you do with this PMA lifestyle, it's like it's it's inspiring, dude. Thank you're, you. Man. You're, you're bringing a light to the world. It's the world's dim, dude. And and what you do out there. And bring some hope to these kids, man. It's like, thank you, man. Shout out. It's, it's, thank dope. you, brother. It really is, it. man. Thank it's you. like giving back to the community. I went and spoke at some schools in my time. Oh, my you did? Day, nice. Yeah. But just on some other stuff, you know. But it's like, I see you out there doing that. And I'm like, you just got a heart of gold, dude. That's like, thank you. Not man. a lot of people have that in them, you know, to like put others before themselves. And like, that's, that's like my mark, right? That I try to hit, that I try to reach is to be uh, a man for others. Yeah. Right? That's the goal. Like, I want to be that but I have this way to I backslide into self, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's this, this cycle of like, all right, enough self. Let me, instead of being selfish, let me go be selfless. Yeah. You know? How yeah. did you come to that? How did you, how did that, how was that awakened in you? Like, where did that come from? Um, well, just so, somebody had used one of my songs as like a PMA mix CD for a class and, um, in Rockaway Queens. And they were supposed to write down something about their favorite song of the CD. And they picked one of my songs out of a bunch of other people's songs. And then this teacher grew up on my band. Just, she sent me an email or something and said, hey, this is what I did. This is what happened. These are the letters. She sent me like 50 letters. I was bawling reading them. She's like, next time you come to New York, you should come by and talk to these kids. I'm like, about what? She's like, you're a dad. You're drug-free. You're vegan. You're in a band. You're fully tattooed. Come break the stereotype, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So then I worked on this power plant, power, PowerPoint presentation, which yeah. I've never done. I had all these like... Uh, uh, with the card, index cards, had yep. these notes, and I remember going to my first school and being totally shook because it's not like going on stage. It's like, oh. when you go on stage, people know who you are. Yeah, it's and when, terrifying. Yeah, and when this room had my back pocket, and then I had my thing on the screen, I just told my story. Growing up with no dad, finding punk rock, skateboarding, and the kids really connected. Started raising their hand, asking me questions. Some kids were crying. I was reading their some letters they had written me personally. Yeah. And then after that, I told some people that I loved it, and then more people from the scene who were like on the PTA or work at school started asking me to come to their schools and just kind of spread. And then That's I got awesome. a nonprofit and started doing it. That's and amazing. Shout out to Travis Barker and Tim House Famous. They stepped up and they started uh, helping me financially and like making pencils and erasers for the kids to have. And, and I, I donated a drum set to a school in Manhattan from Travis who'd had like a really bad uh, music program. They know equipment. Yep. So I started doing like that. I just love doing it. I love the connection. I love Kids not knowing who I am, and actually, some kids are like you ain't straight edge. Look at you, like if you saw me on the street, would you walk past me? Think I'm a drug, whatever. So just breaking the stereotype. Yeah, this is super fun. I love so it. So I done like 40 schools already, but then, Woo! then the then the pandemic and all that, and like you know. Do you plan on getting back to that? Yeah, I got asked to do a school in a couple of weeks, but it just with the timing and playing three shows in a row. Yeah. It's just I don't want to go there after three shows being like shot and go to try to speak at a school. Got it. Got it. I try to separate those two. Yep. And Respect. just go do the schools. But yeah, I love the connection. I love talking to kids. Um, I didn't have nobody come talk to me at school when I was a kid like that. You had like yeah. Dare, whatever those programs yeah, were. Yeah, I remember. I but remember it, but it's ones. tricky because I'm not. I haven't tried anything. So a lot, some of these kids at these high school, high schools have more experience with drugs than I'll ever have. So yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm like prevention, not intervention. 
Yeah. Like, I tried to tell my story why I didn't do that. You can still do these things and maintain this lifestyle, look like me, and di- I didn't have to partake in that stuff. Yeah. And like, have, like, yeah. What, so why, why straight edge? Why? Um, when I was a kid, uh, I was into skateboarding. I listened to yep. Sex Pistols and all this other punk rock. It was like anarchy and fuck the government and fuck your parents. But I love my mom because she was raising three boys. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about Sex Pistols. I liked the songs. But then when I was 13, I heard Minor Threat. And that was something aggressive I could speak yes. to. Yeah. And then there's a song saying, hey, we don't drink or do drugs. And I, I was like, I already love this band. They're like, fuck, yep. I don't have to do that either. And my two brothers were watching me a lot of times. They were smoking, drinking in the house, having girls over. And I was so nervous around them when they were doing drugs and alcohol. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. So it kind of scared me straight in a sense. That's, dude, I wish I would have fell in love with that shit when I was your <laughs> age, man. I could have cr- just saved so much wreckage, man. And, yeah. you know, it's, dude, sh- props. Seriously. Thank you, man. That's like, it's, it's, your story is amazing. That's, that's thank like, you, man. That's that's killer, dude. It's it, the world needs more Tobys. Thank straight you, straight up, for real, man. Come I, on, <laughs> send another Toby, God. <laughs> so like, yeah. So like, just basically made a commitment at 13 years old. I'm never gonna do that. It's kind of wild to think about it. Yeah, it is very wild. Because then after that, you're I, a freaking I, unicorn, bro. Uh, yeah, straight up, you're still married and you're still straight edge, bro. Yeah, unicorn status, Fuck. dude, all the way. And then I make it through high school, like with all like the peer pressure. But then you yeah. get into the music scene, and there's more of that shit all around you. Yeah, and I, I, and I was the only straight edge member. H2O always. Nobody else was. Just me. Right. Wow. So yeah, but like that was Jerry, our guitar player. He's always been never drank, never did uh, any drugs his whole life, right? And he was all he's always watched us just kind of lose, lose our shit. Wow. You know? he He'd help fill in the blanks. No, never. Nah. He never claimed straight edge quote, but he's just always been straight. Did, just, you, did your band ever try to like intervention or bring you places or? Uh, you know, there was always like it was like the day before I was about to go down. Like it was, I'd go to the guys and be like, I. I need help. I'm losing it. Like, and you know, sometimes I, I wish that I would have just pulled the plug and went to a rehab, like a proper rehab. But I always felt this responsibility towards the band. Like I can't cancel this tour, man. We got to go out. We got to go do the work. Like, and I would never like take it too seriously, you know? Yeah. So, uh, my sobriety early on was, uh, was kind of a train wreck, you know? And, and did you uh, go to rehab centers and stuff? Uh, no, never, never wow. did, man. And I, and I would go out on the road. I, I, I started going to, you know, recovery meetings and stuff like that and uh do it halfway and not yeah. really get the full magic of it you know and and then i go back out on the road and i'd be like we get off stage i'd run in the dress room sneak around see if nobody's looking pound the vodka as fast as i could act like i had it together mm. totally didn't have it together or i was eating vicodin like candy wow playing like i was sober you know like halfway you know just lying my way through it and uh, you know, lying is, it's, it's, you don't feel good. You don't feel good about yourself. You know, it's yeah. like, it's bad. And so finally, you know, after it was the last straw for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a time I went to a concert. We were working on a record. I went to a concert and I fought uh, in a blackout. I fought the whole audience like <laughs> in the mosh pit, okay, like, okay, you know, okay. just fucking just ah, being a fit idiot. And then like, I, uh, in the blackout, right? Just was disrespecting people. And my brother worked at the club. Okay. And he's 12 years younger than me. Came to the came the next day, and I was just uh, hungover. He's like, dude, I used to like res- look up to you and respect you, dude. Like, oh, what happened to you, dude? Like, you're just, you're like a joke. Like, my older brother's a joke. And like, my wife had been like, honey, stop. You know, you got this, you're back at it again. And, and it took my little brother, like, Give me a little come to Jesus talk going, yeah. hey, dude. 
and I was waiting kind of for that moment. Right. And I just, you know, I went home and I was like, told my wife, I'm like, I'm done. This is it. I can't do this anymore. Like I just, had you said that to a bunch of times in the past, many times over, but this time. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, two weeks later, I'm asked to leave my home. I'm not living at home. My wife wants a divorce. You know, it was like everything was just on the rocks. I was living in a 10 by 10 bedroom at my brother's house, you know, my, my middle brother's house. What year was this? This was uh, 2012. After all your success, all that stuff. Yeah. Wow, dude. Uh, Or no, end of 2011, 2012, Christmas time. Now everything's on the line. Family, everything, man. Yeah, man. And I was like, I uh, was really at the, my, my wits end. I was like suicidal. You know, I was like in a real bad way, but sober. And eventually I realized, all right, if I lose my family, I lose my family. But this thing, this alcohol, this is going to take my life. It's like, I will not have a life. I will not be alive if I continue this. Like, yeah, because that's how I drank. It's just like to like destroy. Yeah. And, and I stayed sober and I just kept staying sober and I kept staying sober and I, and, uh, you know, I, I started going to therapy. Uh, I was going to indivi- ask you that. Yeah, individually. I started going to therapy. I did that for a while. And then, you know. Uh, did that really help? Absolutely. I'm going to try. I really need to do it, man. I've oh. been talking about my whole life, man. I got to yeah. do it, man. You should. Yeah, I really want to. I'm nervous, but also I feel like it would really be helpful, man. Absolutely, it will. It's 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 one of it's another one of those decisions that I made in my life that is one of the best decisions. Were you scared to go there and talk to some stranger? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, didn't, I had opportunities as a kid. I was like, no way, no way, no way. Opportunities as an adult, no way, no way. Well, why? Because I want to live my life my way by my terms, right? Well, that don't work for me. It. I, <laughs> I realized this, right? At 30 some odd years old, I'm like, let me turn this off. Um, that my life, my way, living by my will uh, doesn't work. I always find myself in the foxhole. Yeah. Praying to God, going, please give me out, please give me out. Yeah, you know, like, ugh, I can't do that, you know. Yeah. And so finally, you know, obvi- uh, February nineteenth, two thousand twelve. That was first day sober, and I haven't picked up since. It's and, incredible. You know, man. my fam- my family has been restored. I was, you know, me and my wife were separated for like six months. Okay. You know, and and that was tough. That it was must really be so tough. Oh, yeah. it was terrible. I was driving this. Uh, at the time, I was driving a Dodge Challenger car, right? Living out of the trunk of the car, staying at my brother's house, staying at the studio, staying at the homie's house. Wow. And just dude. going, uh, when we got back together, I was like, fucking selling the car. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to see this car again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold that car, dude. Got a, got a, got a, like, I can't remember what I got, like a Ford Ranger or something <laughs> like that. And yeah, I was just like, I'm new path, new vibe, new spirit. And, uh, you know, started getting real spiritual at that time in my life cool, and, and making some big spiritual decisions and and really like having this like relationship with a higher power and really like finding like what I, you know, this relationship with God. Like, yeah, were you what, just growing up? No, never. Okay. Last thing I wanted to be was, you know, follow Jesus and and uh, and be sober. Right. Yeah. That's the last house on the block, bro. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even want to be Christian because a lot of Christians are ter- they're just gross. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. It's but I don't follow Christians. I follow Jesus. So it's a different. It's, yeah. di- it's a different thing. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's a. 
it's everybody got a different path, right? Yeah. This is just the one that's working for me because yeah. I just keep trying like to, I want the self-destruct button. I'm like, where's it at? I can't find it again. I'm trying to find the self-destruct button. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And eventually it pops out on my shoulder. I'm like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, man. So I just try to get, I try to stay humble, stay teachable, stay spiritual, stay connected, meditate, breath work. Yeah. Eat man. Right. Like all this, all these things I, I got to try to do to like keep it from falling apart. Yeah, every you know? day it's something. It's, yeah. is, is it a struggle still? Uh, uh, to stay well, sober. Well, like in a good place now. To stay sober, no, it's not a struggle. I've been relieved of the obsession to drink and use alcohol 100%. Like Amazing, I, man. It's just, I'll tell you an experience I had that really set this in. I, uh, as he's drinking liquid death. Yeah, as I drink the liquid. It makes me feel hardcore when I drink liquid <laughs> death. It's like tough, dude. When they <laughs> look at it, it's, it's like, yeah, I'm good to go, dude. Killing my thirst. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, shameless plug. No, it's all good. Thank you. Uh, I love it. Uh, thank you. Uh, I lost my train of thought. No, it's okay. You say a moment. It's something to tell me a story. Oh, so I, uh, my wife, we were doing yard, uh, work in the backyard. We were planting plants hot day. I'm like carrying a flat of flowers to the back. And I'm like, oh man, see my wife's big gulp over there. Take a big old pull off the big gulp. Your wife drinks like, big gulps? Yeah, yeah. My wife does too. Oh, yeah, dude. She's all about it. She bought about it. I'm like, yeah, you be, be careful. That's a lot of sugar, honey. Is it a certain soda she likes, Diet uh, Coke? It's uh, Coke Zero or Diet Coke. Oh, my or, God. My wife too, dude. Yeah. It's, my wife just quit last year for almost a year, and then she just fell off. And she's, now she's back. Like, and I was like, I'm only doing it on the weekends. All right, all right. And for our 10-year wedding anniversary, I got her a, a big gulp necklace with 10 diamonds. Are in you it. serious? Yeah, bro. You are a G, you know, She's about that life, That's dude. so badass, dude. If my, wife, my wife would lose her shit if I got her a big gulp fucking necklace. That's the shit. But then I was just a neighbor. I was just like yeah, enabling her to that's do trigger it. shit, bro. She was like looking at this necklace going. I know. So, yeah, that's amazing. Big, okay, go ahead. Okay, so I, I grabbed the big gulp. Take I a chug nice sip it. of that diet coke. Oh, man, it's great. I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, <laughs> hold on. I'm tasting it. I'm like, oh, God. There's alcohol in there. I I could I I was like, there's alcohol in there, and I'm freaking out. I'm starting to panic, and I'm like, start to shake, and I'm instantly start crying. And my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, was there, was it was there alcohol? She's like, did you drink that? And I'm like, I took a big old chug, and I'm like, uh. So I I'm running, crying, instantly flip, like just panic mode, right? And I can't control my emotions at this point. Yeah. Um, because this shit is a poison. It's it is poison to my body. Yeah. Um. I go in the in the sink and I start chugging water real quick and then start jamming my fingers down my throat Damn. and I'm th I'm throwing up in my sink trying to get frantically trying to get anything in my stomach out of my body because I'm afraid because once that thing touches like that thing inside of me that makes me yeah. feel warm and fuzzy all bets are off. It's like it's yeah, just man. it's like one sip is too much a million ain't enough. Like, yeah. it's like, I have that sick relationship and I don't know where it stems from. I don't know why, but I know that sober me is the one that I need. My wife needs, my kids need, Yeah, you know, it's like that's the world needs. Yeah. That's the me that is like productive and pa compassionate, caring, giving, thoughtful, forgiving, you know, yeah. like that kind of, that's, that's who I want to be. That's like, yeah, that's, that's who I am innately, but I found this poison at a young age. Right. And just, yeah. and was just destroying myself. And so does that count as a day? Then if that happens, you count it as like, I'm not nah, sober anymore. Did nah. you, were you harding yourself about it? Yeah. No, nah, nah, no nah, way. That, that, that ain't a slip, dude. It's like a, you know, when you, when you falling off the wagon, you know what you, I know what I'm doing, you know? And I did, yeah. I did that plenty. And, uh, you know, it's, there's, something to be said for me 
that is the one thing in my life that I have never lied about ever is my, I haven't picked up a sip of alcohol in 10 years. It's incredible, man. And to me, I'm like, wow. That's a that's a miracle. It's amazing. You know, but I had smoked some weed in the time, it's okay, and you man, know, you're not perfect. Not I, I perfect. call I call my sponsor. I'm like, all right, starting over. <laughs> you know, like I get it. You know, yeah. But it's uh. So if you so if you smoke weed but you don't drink alcohol, that means you you fucked up. Uh, yeah. Okay. In In okay. certain circles, yes. Okay. Um, but I'm my own man. Yeah. You know, and and I can celebrate what I care to celebrate. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely proud of that. You know, and and uh, I'm not perfect. I know that. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Dude. Um, and I have this this uh thing inside me that wants to destroy me. I know this, and it's waiting to get out, and it's finding unhealth like an, a way to. Uh, am I gonna abuse pornography? Am I gonna abuse food? Yeah. What? Where am I gonna? Where's this thing gonna come out of me? How, yeah. How's it trying to like defeat me? And and I know that about myself. So I just got to stay vigilant and yeah. and stay you know centered and stay spiritual and teachable and then i can i can do this life i love and it man. not be a train wreck because i don't it's it's just it ain't it ain't what i'm supposed to be doing yeah, it's a, yeah this is this is I'm chapter supposed of your to thrive, life baby i need to thrive <laughs> i don't want to just survive come on you seem like a person that's like no regrets you know uh i'd like to say that i don't but there are some things that i would definitely take back you know I, there's been infidelity in my in okay. my marriage man and okay. and 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 i've I did wrong and I've owned up to that and I had to, I, ca I carry that. Right. It's, okay. And it's like, it's something that I'm not proud of. And, but it's, you know, I, that's the thing about that, that drink is it makes me make all the wrong decisions. Yeah. And I, I came clean. I was honest about Shout it. Shout out to your wife, man. Yeah. I mean, she's like, she's been with you so, through so much since high yeah, school. High yeah. School it's crazy. It's I so know. beautiful, man. I want to be, I, you know who I am today? I'm the man that my wife deserves. Like that's, that's the goal, that. you know, that's like, that's, that's the space I'm in. And, and it's, and it's awesome when I am, I am the man that she deserves. Like it's, I want to serve my queen, you know, yeah, it's like, I, I leading up to seeing her, you know, a, a couple of days ago, I was just like, Oh my God, I've never missed this woman so hard. That's like I told her, I'm like, man. I miss you so hard, baby. That's true love though. It's so, oh, true love, man. I just held her in my arms the other night and I was like, Oh, she's like, are you going to let me go? I'm like, Oh. I'm just gonna hold on to you a little bit longer, <laughs> just yeah, to be right. there through the highs and lows of your oh, career yeah. and your life, dude. Yeah, and she's you know gangster, what? man. Yeah, ah. she is gangster, dude, and she's a bad motherfucker. You know that Pulp Fiction movie with the wallet that says "bad motherfucker"? Yeah, she got one, dude. She's she's totally got that wallet, <laughs> and uh, you know it's like. And on the other hand, like we're both very uh, strong personalities. Yeah, uh, she's an alpha. I'm an alpha. Yeah, and we live together and we do this life together. But it takes I an alpha it. female to like hold it down when I'm gone. Of course, I got and one there's, too, man. I'm lucky, you know, man. There's been moments where I gotta forgive her too, cause she yeah. ain't always nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, I want to get to ego trip. Cause oh, schnibbles. Cause that's come, but there was so many. So also love, love, hate, tragedy. Yeah, and then getting away with murder. And the Paramore sessions, and then Metamorphosis, and then the connection, yeah, and then fear, then crooked teeth. So many. And who do you trust? There's so many records. It's you guys ridiculous. just stay, stay grinding and working, though, man. I stay grinding, my you friend. You guys never stop. But, no. But what, was there, did you feel pressure? Obviously, Love, Hate, Tragedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, She Loves Me Not on there. That was that was the single, right? One of the singles. Yep. But did you feel pressure after Infest to continue to try to have hit songs or nothing? You had no pressure of that on you? Uh, there was pressure there, but did you, I just, Did you give yourself or the label gave to you? Uh, 
internally and externally. Okay, yeah. You know, and so we we knew we had some we we had important music to write, but then we also knew that like we never this wasn't about like singles ever yeah. ever to us. And then even after the hit record, nah, it was like we we're like, I don't know how to do like write. I don't know how to write a hit. Like last resort was a hit, but I don't know how to write a hit. Even like, the label didn't hear it on the demo, yeah. so you're like, Fuck. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making music, right? Yeah. So we went in and made another record, and it was considered um, an industry failure, like total flop. But it's still so millions, it, didn't it? It's so, in America, it just almost sold a million records. Okay. It's like right there, right? Whereas outside of the world, yeah, it did sell a couple million records worldwide. But that's like, you know, after we sell six million that's worldwide. That's what it was. Wow. Yeah, six million worldwide, which is probably like eight now or Hell eight yeah, or by nine. now. Because um, you still hear those songs all the time. I still yeah, hear those songs. It's, dude. dude, I was, I, yeah, it blows me away. Were you trip when you first heard your songs on the radio? Too? Absolutely. We pulled the van over. We were on our way in the van <laughs> on the way down south uh, to do a show at the Troubadour. And uh, we pulled the van over. They and this is Papa Roach with Last Resort, brand new band. Damn. We pulled that fucking van over and partied. Like we were just like, yes, yeah. let's go. It was it's a, such, yeah. must be a sick feeling, yeah. man. And it still gets me off when I hear it on the I'm radio. Sure. I'm like, I turn up, dude. I'm like, let's, dude, let's get it, dude. You should be proud. It's just, I, I am absolutely. But all, all the all, all the records after that, are there certain ones you love after that? Like, what's your favorite Papa Roach album? Um, you can just say the new one, Ego Trip, probably. Uh, I'd, uh, well. I love Ego Trip. Yeah. But aside of Ego Trip. I love trip, the name too, by the way. It's a De La Soul song. Yeah, oh, really? I didn't know that. Ego Trip. Okay, cool. Ego Trip. Maybe I do, maybe Ego I do know. Ego Trip. Ego Trip. You got to hear it. It's a great song. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to it on the way out. I almost thought that somebody might be influenced. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, There's so many records though. It's wow. either Crooked Teeth or Getting Away With Murder for me. Okay. Getting Away With Murder, uh, reason around that one is that was the first time I tried to put the drink down. Mm. And I was really struggling at this point, but I was like stringing together 10 20 50 60 days of sobriety here and there um but i was really unhealthy you know but in that time we made a record that it turned our career around it gave us a new life we nice. went and sold a million and a half records on that thing after really? we were considered a dead wow. band you know and so that kind of brought us back and 2004 wow. yeah that's like when emo like my cam was coming you yeah. know and like all those that emo scene was really starting to pop um, our fans were giving us hella hate. I said hella. Uh, totally West Coast. Yeah. Giving a, they were hating on me because I started wearing eyeliner, you know, and they're like, oh, you're late. And I'm like, well, whatever. I'm just trying to be, just, I'm just doing my thing, dude. I'm growing my, <laughs> growing my hair out, dude. Rock and roll, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it was such a, a great record for us. And we, we did, uh, we brought our touring back. Awesome. People were coming to see us, you know? And then with Crooked Teeth, you know, the records in between Getting Away Murdered Crooked Teeth, there was this like, kind of like cock rock era of Papa Roach where okay. it's like, you know, big rock anthems and, you know, I fell in love with Queen and that kind of stuff. And it, I kind of felt like we started to lose the plot a little bit and sound like an average white guy rock band. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to sound like average white guy rock. Like I got to like we used to be freaky and odd and like yeah. our own thing. And so Did we started you feel pressure to stay relevant during all that time. Um, I always. And well, we kept your name kept, out there. We kept having songs that were hit singles, Sick, yeah. you know, and I'm like, that's dope. Like we're going to, and I loved it. I loved what we were doing at the time. Like I've yeah. always loved each moment until the moment's gone. And I look back and I go, well, do I really like that moment? You yeah. know? And so I look back and I was like, I think we're painting ourselves in a corner, dude. We need to start working with some young producers. And so we did some sessions with some young producers. That's when we did Crooked Teeth and we re-identified ourselves as a band that is ex experimental we're in our own lane we're doing our own thing and we're 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 making a record that sounds more like a playlist than 
necessarily like the same style over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I so, do love when bands change it up and they try different things, use other yeah. influences. Because you don't just listen to one type of music. It's oh, obvious. Yeah. It's it's my shit. So when when you can actually do that and and uh, have time to do that and take a chance to do that, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Because I think bands have put out the same records over again, like a machine. Like here's our new record. Here's our touring cycle. Here's a new merch. Now it's another record. Yeah. Let's make it really quick. It all sounds the same. It yeah. just becomes the same thing. Yeah. It's like robotic. Yeah. yeah. Uh -uh. And, and I love that you guys. Uh. After all the success, it still tried to change it up and absolutely, man. Because it's absolutely. growing, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we had some great touring on Crooked Teeth, and then, you know, we put. What's out that our, album named? Though, because your teeth look pretty good to me. Uh, yeah. Over that, yeah, yeah. It just, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the imperfection of it, right? Just yeah, yeah, Crooked yeah. Teeth. It's like you could have this beautiful girl, and then like, you know, maybe she just like everything is perfect, and then she opens her mouth and smiles, and there's crooked teeth there. Yeah. It's like. It's still beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, are you like, the main songwriter too with everything? Lyrics uh, I'm a, I'm a lyric writer, Love melody it. writer. I don't wow. write the music. I'm not a, a, a musical guy. I don't, yeah. I don't play guitar. I do arrangements. I mess with the arrangements. That's awesome. Um, that's a thing that I participate in. Uh, lyrics and melody. Artwork and stuff. Your ideas too. Uh, no nah, artwork on that level. Like I'm not the artist guy. Uh, we've been working with this dude, Darren Craig for some years. He came from the scene up in Sacramento, uh, great artist. He was actually one of the first dudes to help me get sober back in the day. Shout out Darren Craig. I nice. love you. Um, and uh, but he just this punk dude that taught me how to you know stencil. So I started cool. you know get going to going to sobriety meetings and then sneaking out at night and tagging Hollywood with a picture of me. You know, just goofing <laughs> off, right? Trying to keep it together. Well, he's now our art director. He does a bunch of our art with nice. us, and uh, he's he works with like. Kanye West and Nicki Minaj cool. and Rihanna and but he's this odd punk rocker dude right that just it's got I a love it. unique perspective you know and he's just he likes to work with his rock and rollers from Sacramento you know it's awesome yeah, man so we dipping with him and but now we're at this new record we just dropped this one and bang ego trip my life is changing again dude it's I wild. listen to some of the songs too you have the, uh, the swerve run with the kid from uh fever three 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 yeah and, Jay uh, yeah dying to believe and stand up and kill the others all the songs out. And I love them all. Like they all, they all have their own little. They're different in in a sense. Each Absolutely, them, you know what I mean. Absolutely, man. They got their own life, and this record is a. Uh, it's another one of those kind of playlist type records that each song is a kind of an island, and you just jump to the next one. And where are we taking you on this one? It's just yeah. this journey. That, hence the artwork of this dilapidated dilapidated theme park. Yeah. And the rebirth and regrowth of like. You know, the earth is coming back to like reclaim. Yes. And I love that rebirth and growth. I love that story. And so we told that through the art. That's this you, journey. Man. That's this you, journey. Man. Absolutely. This journey, right? Like Darren always has a really interesting way to like tell a story through art. And I, I love what he does. I'm, I'm, one, of, I'm one of his biggest fans. I love awesome. his, I love his art. I love his photography. I love what he does. And, uh, but yeah, this record, it's, uh, it's very, sprawling stylistically there's a ballad on this record awesome leave a light on i wrote that one for my boys you know like no matter what like the message is like no matter where you go if you find yourself lost or out there cold in the dark alone like you can always come back and we can we can get through this together like i, I got that. you i, I got that. you no matter what i need my kids to know that you yeah. know it's like because they're going to be part of the world now they're I gonna know. and it's and it's and it's a cruel fucking world it is you know and so hey Daddy got your back. I love you it. Know? You know what's crazy about like that leaving that leaving the nest syndrome and like how like we 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 made these kids out of love with our with our wives. Yeah. And we raised these kids, but we don't own these kids. Nope. And then when they're old enough to go, they just go and it's like 
My son's 19. I keep telling that Billie Eilish is like 20. She lives at home still. There's no need to rush. Like I have this whole fear yeah. of like him like leaving. Yeah. But we did the best we could to, to, to raise him with compassion and love and all that stuff. So we did our job and then they go out there and they... And they become part of the yeah, world. Yeah, but it's just this... It's like, like peel, it's like peeling Velcro. It's like... Yeah. But I love Leave the Light On because they can always come home. There's always home for them. Yep. They can always come. Absolutely. It's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. And so... It's a, and then there's a record, uh, a track on this record, Cut the Line. Uh, my son Jagger, he's got some of the same kind of uh, mental rumination, dark negative voice things that happen in mm. his head. And uh, I, it's been really helpful for me to be able to kind of tell him my experience and how I have dealt with those things and what I implement into my life, whether it's the fitness, the, yeah. the, the less sugar, um, Gar what garbage am I feeding myself um, media wise you know all yes. those things they affect they affect they affect 100%, man. and uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty sensitive dude so almost hypersensitive in a way so I really have to be like mindful of what I let in um, and so this song cut the line it's about that like negative self-talk you know a message to my son like you know when you are you know are you tangled up inside are you is there something that you hide are you twisted up and don't know why cut the line like you know, don't oh, listen to the voice and the love that. voice. You know, don't yeah. listen to the voices in your head. That's not you. The, your voices, the negative self-talk is not you. Yeah, it's like push it to the side. You know, I love. We it. learned a lot about. I learned a lot about uh, uh, being a father uh, as my kids have become teenagers. You know, yes. it's like it's it's an experiment. I mean, this is my first time doing it. Every, you know, everything is all different chapters of the lives. <laughs> I love man. all of it though, Me dude. Too man, it goes it's, by so fast. Oh, man. I know. I know. That's why I wish you had another one. I, I love you, Max. I, I only, I'm, you know, it's not like I don't like you, but have another kid would be nice to have like a little yeah, younger yeah, one. Yeah, you know, it's like I got my eight-year-old. He's like, I'm still a hero for a minute. He's like, Dad, Dad, what do you I think? Know, I'm man. like, oh, my little bubbers. Come here. How about a big hug? It's <laughs> he gives me a big It's hug. that communication that's so important so your kids can be open to yep. tell you everything, not be scared to tell you nothing, yep. have that trust. It's so important, man, that, yeah. that lifeline. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Forever. And I want that to be forever as he goes out into the world and always say, you can call me for something, you know? Absolutely. I get emo thinking about it, dude, like not growing up with a dad and just having yeah. that just fucking. Isn't it amazing that, that you can be that, though? You could be that father, man. Like you yeah. are that father. Like that that one that you were supposed to have, right? Yeah. You are. You're yeah. in. Like, it's like, that's the side, that's the beautiful thing in all the, the whole story, right? Is like, even with mine, like, he was not there, right? But it's like, I get to, I get to give my son this experience that I didn't get to have. 100%, like, man. How selfless is, how powerful is that? It's amazing. It's you know, beautiful, dude. Suiting up and showing up and doing the right thing, man. It's like, Good things happen when we do that, you know. No, one hundred, one hundred percent. It's just, it's the, it's the best, <laughs> as Nacho Libre would say. It's the best. It's the best. Um, so Ego Trip is out now. When's it come mm -hmm. out? The whole album's out now. Albums all out right now, worldwide, okay. all platforms. And what's the thing? Was it out now? Kill um, the noise. So Kill the Noise is the one that's at radio. Yep. Uh, we had a number one single. Yeah. Nice. I was stoked about Congrats, that, dude. Man. I was super grateful, you know, like that's, awesome. that's on our maiden voyage with New Noise again, you know, and like doing this independently and you know, making an impact with our music and, and our fans like so far of like, you know, digging this record. I'm sure there's going to be some people like, oh, fucking what? But it's like, you can't I, please everyone. Dude. Exactly. You and, please yourself sometimes, man. And then sometimes we get this joke or not this joke, but this comment. Hey, dude, why don't you do like your old school style? And I'm like, okay, hold on. We've been around so long. What is, old, what, 
what version of us is old school to you? Is yeah, it like, exactly. is it 2000s Papa which Roach? Yeah. Or is it 2005 or 2010? Yeah. Is that which one? Because those are all kind of old school. So, yeah. you know, there were different things happening. You know, so it's like, whatever, dude. We're just going to keep plowing forward and doing our thing. And, yeah. you know, we got a great crew around us, man. We got some, we're working with young producers, which I love. They they match our energy. Yeah. And that's 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 a really good thing. I, I want to make records that feel like, it's it's like this right it's totally like, i'm here at your house microphone set up in the kitchen we're throwing down i recorded half the vocals in airbnbs on an s uh, that's not an sm7 close though yeah uh sm7 pair of headphones and a laptop sick and my producer in the room with me and so we're just cool. and we're going off it's like i love it man that's, that's the that's, new way dude it's the best way dude it's like these high dollar studios i'm like y'all are dead i know it's man. done those days are over we'll come and cut drums We'll, sh yeah. we'll show up for a week and do drums or three or four days, but I don't know how to pay that big old budget, dude. I get a cool it's Airbnb. So Look at Billy Eilish and her brother doing songs and records in their right? bedroom, dude. Uh, dude, that girl's so talented. Her and Phineas, like those, incredible man, just so talented and just from from what I've seen about her and how she presents herself and who she is and yeah. just a real kid, like a real human, just Amazing a good family. human, and just like I love that man. Like keep on shining, girl. Like I love it's, it, man. It's 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 rad, my friend. I'm taking my son to see her tomorrow. Oh. I'm friends with her mom, Maggie. Shout out to Maggie. She's on my podcast. That's She's dope. an incredible family. Okay, cool. I love that family. I love their unit. I love their, how they support each other. They're compassionate. They get back to the environment. Everything, man. And the, the community, they're awesome. Hell man. yeah. That's going to be a good show, dude. Yeah, I'm I'll stoked. What, um, what do you think that keeps you going? Like, What keeps you passionate about Pop Roach still 30 it's, years later? It's the underdog thing. I just, I always feel like the underdog for some odd reason. No matter what, even with all the everything, yeah. Every, all the successes and, you know, Grammy nomination, those kind of nods, like, it's still, like, it's not about the adoration, I don't feel. I just feel like it's, like, it's in me. Like, I just have to, I, yeah. I, I like, here it you is. You need to. I am created to create. Yes. It's like, I'm just being an extension of, being an extension of what, like I'm here for, which is creation, creative. Every human I believe is created to create. Like yeah. we're all creative in our own rights and own yeah. ways. We all have our own get unique gifts, talents, and abilities. It's just where do, where does it shine and where do you let it come through? And yeah. how do you not let the world just beat you down and, and stamp that out of you? Yeah. And there's been moments where I felt like, you know, maybe I don't have it anymore. Maybe it's not worth it. And then I get back in the studio and start working with the band and start writing songs and, and that, that magic right that thing that nothing out of something out of nothing love it right it's like that moment where it 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 comes to life and then i put it in the car after we ride it and then i'm driving around town bumping it and i'm like <laughs> it's rad yeah, you're excited man yeah man i can i can't tell you Proud of how it. many times uh during the pandemic we were down here in north hollywood working on stuff two in the morning i would go out in my truck and just crank this shit up to 10 no traffic on the road just listening to the music just so excited about this album awesome, that, that we were creating and uh I'm a, I'm a fan of what we do i love i love my band i love how we create together it's painful it's nasty it's you've been through a lot man yeah it's 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 like sometimes it's like on the edge of fighting words you know and it's like, like dysfunctional family you love each other brothers exactly yeah um but that volatility you know it makes something special that we have and we we honor that and understand that you know and uh you never wanted to quit uh, oh yeah yeah there's been a few times i sat down with the band i'm like i can't do this anymore man i Damn. just don't have it in me man i'm and then you know we'll go do some shows and 
and we'll talk them th- some things out and get through some resentments or some issues or some problems. I love that. And then all of a sudden I'm in love with it again. Right. It's like, I, I, I have a tendency to get in my own way and half, yeah. half of the issues are self-sabotage, I guess. But it saved your life. I feel like this band and music and everything. Yeah, man. man. It's, it's given me a purpose and it's given me uh, to be, you know, an opportunity to be part of something bigger than just myself. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to connect with people and to, to be part of the positive flow of life and, you know, music brings people together. I know I was going to ask this. One of my last questions yeah. is like, do you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist, but you're so positive, man. Yeah. I gotta be an, I'm a, I'm a, definitely an optimist. Always have been. Do always everything. Will be. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and you op- never stop believing in yourself either, which is beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild road for me. Um, and forgiving myself has been one of the biggest, uh, tools to freedom for me and being a little easier on myself. But yeah, man, I love this rock and roll music. I got a passion and lust for life. Um, I love putting smiles on people's faces. I love people smiling. Uh, I, I love that too, I, man. I, I just, it's, and I love bringing people together with music. You know, it's like we, we play a concert, two people could be next to each other that are bickering and fighting online. And they don't even know it. And they're like wow. high-fiving at a rock show. That's sick. It's like, come on, we need this, people. Yeah. <laughs> Unity as one stand together. Unity. Yes. Revolution gonna come. Like, dude, that was in my mind since That's, Op Ivy planted the seed, dude. That's Unity. It's like, come on, man. man. It's like, it's, just, it's, a way, it's, a, it's a way of life, dude. I, I see it. Man. I love it, man. I, 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 love, I love that uh, music is that in, in, in the world. I love yeah. the music, yeah, and, and it brought us together in my kitchen right now. For surely, some, 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 some almost two different worlds, but not really. It's a, yeah. it's a small world. We're all connected. It, it's like the once you're in a band, right, and you do this thing, and you struggle out there on the road, and you understand this this thing that we do, and there's this the, respect the, with each other. Exactly, it's common respect. No ska band, punk band, doesn't matter. Pop group, Justin Timberlake, right? I'm in Europe, and they're like, JT wants to come meet you, and I'm like, I was clowning Backstreet Boys in the press, right? And I'm like. All right, JT comes backstage, and I'm like, "What's up, dude?" He's like, "Man, you know it's like WWE, dude. The wrestlers they say this out there, but it's like behind the scenes we're all doing." And he like set me straight. Wow. I was like, "You're right, dude." And I, I was like, "I'm, I'm a punk, dude. Talking smack <laughs> on this dude. He's dope." Now I love I'm a, JT. Now I'm a fan. Yeah, I love now JT. I'm buying his records, dude. I'm like, dude. he's such, he's so great, so talented. Yeah. What What was your last real job? Uh, my last real job, I was a janitor at a hospital. And, uh, wow. I, I love that. It was a great job. I, and the reason I love that job is Hold because, you. uh, I was 23, okay. 23. Um, I stripped and mop floors. Um, I waxed floors. Um, what else did I do? I worked the autoclave. I used to, the autoclave was where you would, um, take all like the biohazard bags, throw them in there. And it's like a steamer. Yeah, yeah. I worked the incinerator at the hospital. Wow. I would burn body parts, like boxes. I would go around and pick up Holy boxes. Shit. that We'd have to weigh them. That's you know, gnarly. Write down the weight, then put it in, burn them, pull the ashes out, weigh the ashes, log it. It's an interesting man. job, right? I always wonder whether we're that in those your... boxes. You know? Wow, man. Um, that was an interesting so one. So that's the last job before everything takes up. Holy yeah. crap, dude. And, uh, I lo- honestly, I love that job. And, and it, was be- it wasn't because necessarily the work. It was because of people I worked with. I love the yeah, people yeah. I worked with. They were awesome people. And, uh, yeah, that's incredible. It was cool man. because the job was dope and they would Thursday, Friday, if I needed a Thursday and Friday off, I could take those off and like make it up the next couple weeks, go do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little quick, little four yeah. day, get back to work, you know, pay the bills kind of thing. And that was a like transitional thing. And then next thing you know, the band got signed. It's beautiful, man. Take this job and shove it. I ain't <laughs> working here no more. And then if you had to name your top five, 
It could be hip hop. It could be music. It could be inspirations. Oh man. So top five. It's hard, man. <sighs> let's do hip hop first. Let's try that. All right. Uh, I know what you're going to say. One of them, but let's see. Uh, okay. I say funk dubious. Wow. Number five. The dubious. What? Yeah. Totally. I was, I was, I was in the house of pain. Shamrock Shannon be with him. Serious? Yeah. I met him in New York. Oh man. Shamrock Shannon. Dude. I, the funkiest. The funkiest. Dude, that's He's so old Catman. Son Doobie. Dude. I love wow. them. Are they, where they from? Are they I don't even know where they're from. Dude. I just know I Nobody's love their music. Nobody's ever mentioned funk dubious on my podcast. Oh yeah. Funk dubious. I was that is into so it, cool. Okay. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, dude. I was all into those. Son Doobie's a real one too. Yeah. All right. I never met him. Never known. You know. Um, so funk dubious. Um, wow. Tribe man. called quest. Woo! Number four. Love that midnight Marauders. You could put that record on fire it just, every time. It's just like Perfect. stands up. No, you don't need to skip nothing. It's just perfect. Play. Um, Biggie. Ooh. Yeah. Biggie. I love Biggie. You got love two East coast cats. Yeah, in there, oh, yeah, dude. It's, and oh, uh -huh. man, I mean, shoot. Nas probably number, number two. And then Wu-Tang, number one for me. Amazing, yeah. bro. But Nas, I mean, he just dropped a new record that I, I dig, man. I love it, man. It's, it's the, good. The short one, the seven songs. Yep. No, yeah, magic. Like, let's go. It's magic. It's called magic. Yeah, it's great. Good, good work. And so. Do you put four East Coast cats and Funk Doobies? That's incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, I liked what I liked, you know? I yeah. mean, I, I really prefer East Coast over West Coast hip hop. Okay. That was always, you know, Respect. I like Helter Skelter, Ruck and Rock, like all those kind Helter of cats. Skelter. Yeah, dude. I love the Roots. That was like Illadelph Half-Life. I should have named them. Dang, they, the Roots too. They blew my mind away. They didn't away. Get props either, man. Oh, one of the best. I saw them with Rage Against the Machine back in the Ooh. day. They murdered, they murdered my everything. Damn. Because, dude, they were such a great live band and they just dropped bars and like the combination of that was just, phew, yeah. What about, what about rock or punk? What do you got for that? Okay, so for me, my top five, uh, that's tough for Snap me, Snapcase got to be in that bitch. Ooh, <laughs> let's go, dude. Uh, top five uh, top five out bands of all time. Fuck it's it, hard, dude. right? Why are you making me do this? Led Zeppelin's in there? Uh, no. I'd say. <laughs> the Beatles? No. Uh, I love the Beatles, but no. Um, number five, I'd probably say Red Hot Chili Peppers Ooh. for me. They were like, that was because... I love that funky bass. Great. I love the way they blended funk and punk. And Tobin, our bass player, knew all the Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Perfect. And I would just watch him play it. I'd sit in just records. and be enamored by him just playing Freaky Styly and all that Freaky shit. Freaky Styly, you know? yeah. Come on. Um, Uplift Mofo Party Plan, all that shit. Amazing. I was, yeah, early on. Um, so Chili Peppers. Poison? Uh, nah. I loved okay. him at the time, but they didn't stand the test of time for me. Um, top five, though. So, yeah. We got Chili Peppers. I would say... Uh, we'll put Snapcase in there. We'll put yes. Snap because they were transformative for us because that made They're us gonna discover. They're going to be so stoked on that, this. That discover that made me discover like the the riff, the groove yeah. riff, the just break your neck groove riff, and love that. Um, that is so cool. Um, I'll say Faith No More, probably yes. number three. I just love Mike Patton the way he Dope. approach he approaches it. Great frontman. Um, yeah, one of the wildest, wildest most gnarliest, yeah. just crazy front man. And uh, all right, so number two, man, you're making me just. Let's think. I will take your time. No, um, it's all right, I got it. It's coming to me right now. Don't <laughs> worry. You can edit this if you want to. Um, number two for me. I think I. I think I know when you're gonna say. It, but I'm not gonna say. It. Let's see if it's gonna. Probably Deftones. Yes, I was gonna write yeah. that down right now. Yeah, Deftones. Yes. I, I'll go with that. Bobby Chino. Yeah, dude. Straight he listens up. to the podcast, so we hear. Yeah, this one. he's he's one of my the band is one of my favorites all the way from the beginning to now. 
you know, and there's been dope. moments when I'm like, oh, okay, that one's all right. Oh, this one's dope. Like they hit you like that. Yeah. Right. And, it, and, it, and sometimes I'll let a record sit and I'll like listen to it a couple of times and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's cool. And then I'll go back to it. And I'm like, fall in love with it. Of course. And it's yeah. like those grower type of records yeah. have always been, you know, a big deal for me. Um, so we got one more. Oh man, Chili Peppers, Ooh, Snapcase, man. Deftones. Oh, What's the other one? Faith no more. Faith no more. Oh, that's man. a sick list. Though, number dude. one, dude. Number one. Let's dude. think. Number one. Oh God, it's gonna go. Social distortion. Woo! Mike Ness, dude, is like, if he's a legend. If there's like a no, like a top guy to me, like it's it's the culture that he created. It's the the way that he would tell a story. Amazing like, storyteller. It just, it, it, mo he moves me. He's a G. The, and you know what? It's like, obviously the early records are great, but great. White Light, White Heat, White Trash. Amazing. To me, that record, Chuck Biscuit's playing drums on that yes. one. It's the, it's the, it's the one to me. I yeah. can go back to that album any day and it is, it speaks to my soul. I love it. And I, and I love the, the redemption in the record. I love the fucking down on the world again, the pain and the down anger. The oh, yeah, yeah. Feel ashamed of the humor. Oh, God. He just turned 62, by the way. Shout out to Mike Ness. He's a, he's a badass. I've never met him, man. I, he's I, awesome. We I'll keep them. it that way. I'll just like, you know, let he's it be awesome. a mystery. Um, but, and I know that he's, he's been a sober man for many years. Yeah, he and, has, and that's, that, that's, like quietly from the sideline, like thank you, Mike Ness, for being that type of example because like I've always looked up to to him as a as a writer and it's as dope. a musician, and like it's it's always been inspiring to me. So yeah, yeah, that's my top. He's five. a real one. That's a great. These yeah. are great top. Shout out to Funk Dubies. Oh I'm yeah. So happy and Snapcase. They never made on this podcast. 160 episodes. Nobody ever mentioned Snapcase or Funk Dubies. Oh, so we, cool. We go deep, brother. And they're gonna be really happy too. Hell yeah. Um, I'll make sure I've covered all my notes, man. I really appreciate you being yeah, here. Absolutely. This is, I've, been a, I've this, had a blast, man. This is fucking awesome. Absolutely, dude. It goes by fast. We just talking. It's no super shiz. fun. We've been having a hoot nanny up in here. Dude. So <laughs> the, new, the new record's out. Ego Trip. You, you can yeah. find you on Instagram, Pop Roach. Also, your personal page. Yeah, Jacoby Shaddix on Instagram, Facebook, all those. TikTok. Uh, actually, I don't have a TikTok, but Papa Roach got a TikTok. We're, okay, dork We're dorking out on TikTok, dude. I don't even care. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm getting on this app. I'm not going to do it. I'm on it. I know. People try. I know. I I'm know. having so much fun with it. Dude. My son's it's in like, there, too. He tells me about it. I, I just, I'll be having fun with it, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to be dance monkey, but I will go in and have a good time. And I, I like to cut it up. Yeah. I'm a humorous dude. Yeah. And so it's a great way to kind of I love like, that about yourself. You don't take yourself too seriously nah. and you laugh at yourself. Bro, I'm going to cut my life into pizza guy. Come on. <laughs> It's like, I'm, the, I'm that guy. I'll be that guy. It's cool. But I love that. You can laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love that, dude. Too Life's too short to be taking so too seriously, it's man. Way, it's way too short, bro. As I sit here on my 52nd birthday, yeah. feeling young and inspired. That's you know what I'm right. saying? It's just a fucking number. Absolutely, man. I'm, um, I'm, I'm still inspired, man. I'm, you know, I'm still loving you this You do. You inspire man. me. This conversation inspired me. Yeah, yeah. I love your journey. I appreciate you sharing with me. All you contributed to the world with your music, everything, your energy, your lyrics. Your, I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you back for I, real. I'm dude. glad I'm, we've been here and chopping it up. This is way overdue. We finally made it happen. I know, We've been man. going back and forth on this. I'm like, yeah, I'll be down there. And I get I caught know. up, and here we are. And you're glad super we did busy, it. too, and I appreciate your time, We'll man. do it again, though, man. I'd, yeah. lo I'd love to chop it up some and more, shout man. out to your wife one more time. We shout out to our wives in this podcast, Absolutely, man. man. We got They're great wives. They're holding it down, bro. <laughs> the Oh, I love you. We're very lucky, I'm about to go man. have dinner with her too. I'll be like, ooh, baby. <laughs> ooh, baby, I love and, you. And final shout out to Jacoby. Your hair is off the chain. It's incredible. I seen it on the gram. I wanted to see it in real life. If it was if that shit's real, it's legit. It's perfect. This ain't dude. no gig wig. 
You have, so no, you have no shit. gray hair either, huh? Uh, maybe like a couple in all there. Right. I just... You're aging really. I mean, you're 45. You look great, man. Keep it all together. the shit you've been through. Yeah. Doing all right. You have some good skin. Care. Yeah, man. Water, bro. Just drink tons of water, lots man. Of, lots of H2O. Lots, lots of liquid water. death. A lot of this liquid death. Um, brings you the life. All right. Mad love, bro. Thank you for being here. Mad love. You're back on the phone. So uh, how are you doing, Jacoby? I'm so excited to drop this episode, but sometimes I'm a space cadet and forget about things. So two things real quick. One. Yeah. One is thank you for your time, and um, two Absolutely. is that I I, I, I remember, so I, I, I know I mentioned it briefly in the podcast, but I do remember me and you talking on the phone. I'm not sure if it was during the, during the height of Last Resort or whatever, but somebody had connected us, and you called me. We talked about Straight Edge for a moment. I don't know if you remember that. It was a long time ago. Damn, dude. This is like old school. <laughs> yeah. You hit me up on the phone and somebody connected. You just asked me questions. Maybe you're trying to get sober back then. I'm not sure. But you asked me all these questions about straight edge. And it was really awesome. Like, because we never met each other before, but somehow we knew about each other. Obviously, we knew about each other. And just somebody had connected us during that moment. I, I just, I remember that the other day. That's so random. Yeah, man. I was, uh, I was, I was wiling out on that work tour, man. Yeah. And I, probably a few moments on that work tour where I was like, all right, maybe, maybe this whole drinking thing ain't working out for me. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe this straight edge thing would work out for me. <laughs> you know, here yeah. I am years later. I got straight edge. You got straight edge, son. No, I love it. I love it. Just, it was just that moment back then. And then, um, I'll, I'll never forget that. Cause it was cool. Just out of anybody in the world, you could call, you hit me up. And I thought it was awesome. Cause you were like, you were all over the TV. You were everywhere, man. It was it was crazy. So it was awesome. Hey, man, I I appreciate you taking my call, man, and, <laughs> and for sure and hearing me out. Of you know course. what I mean. And, and then, um, so this song, hopefully I can play this on the podcast because if it's under fifteen seconds, you won't get in trouble. But my got my boy here with me too. He's gonna play on the phone. But so little Yachty has a song called SB Twenty Twenty One that my son loves, and I heard it. Okay. And before I had you on the podcast, I heard it. And I heard the word Papa Roach. I was like, oh, shit. And then, so the lyrics is, this is this is Sada, and this is a scuba boat. They called us the goat, sipping triz. This is my last resort, just like Papa Roach. What? I'm going to play it for you right now. You ready? Oh, snap. Okay, Let's hear this. Okay, here we go. Did you hear it? What? <laughs> Dude, that... That trips me out. Did you just hear that clearly? On the okay, you hear it all right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That trips dude? me out, man. So that's little Yachty. So that's generations and generations, way after. I'm not saying they were older, but I'm saying that's like that's like he's still he's still people love little Yachty still. And this was like his come almost like a comeback record for him too, in a sense. In, in uh, 2021. Yeah, man, that's wild that he's referencing us in a track that trips me out. You know, it's like there's this other rapper. Uh, this kid named Russ, and uh, I know Russ R U S S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he he throws he shouts us out in one of his songs, and my friend had pointed that out to me, and I was like, I'm gonna check this kid out. And uh, the kid's talented, dude. He's popping off too, he man. Is, so. And he's super independent, super DIY. Does all of his own beats. He he started from the bottom, and he like people hate on him because he he's he's so not industry, and he does everything himself. And like he he sells out like arenas, dude. It's crazy, dude. Good for him, man. You know what? That's like, I think that's awesome. When you know, when I hear stories about these artists that are coming up in the, this day and age and completely doing it independent and doing it their way, it's 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 just mad respect. Hundred you know? percent. It's super inspiring too. Like especially 
because we know that from punk rock and all the other stuff but like in hip-hop too it's, it's awesome man well dude that's i mean that's what i learned from the hip-hop and the hardcore scene was like that diy hustle yeah know? that was my deal and it's a uh, it's alive and well dude because i got to get out there and hustle you know because yep. we were <laughs> we're, we're running the record company now I love it, dude. I'll, I've been talking to Daryl from Snapcase. I told him that you mentioned him on the podcast. He was super psyched. I'd love to connect you guys in the future, but it, it was absolutely. It so man. cool, man. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm real tight with, uh, you know, John Salemi, the, one of the guitar players. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. John's the yeah, best, dude. dude. John, John always rolls out to the shows when we're up in Buffalo. and uh, So cool. Yeah, man. Good dude. Good people. Love those people. Well, awesome, Joe. But yeah, so that song's Little Yachty. It's, it's SB2021. And it's like the first verse they, they name drop Pop Roach and Lazarus. I thought that was amazing. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties, but really appreciate it. It was really great to connect with you. I really want to hang with you soon. Hopefully, sooner than later, man, we'll keep in touch. And uh, that's what I love about the pod, just actually connecting with people they haven't really connected with before and thought you really knew or didn't know. And then you hang out with them for two hours. And I just, that's, that's my favorite part of this podcast, man. So, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It was cool. I got to say this before I cut. Uh, my manager, uh, Ian, he came with me, right? Yeah. And he sat in the room with um, your buddy, Tim and they House. just knew so many people. Yeah. Like, so many of the same people. And he was like, man, that was awesome. I was like, I walked out the room uh, after our podcast session. I was like, dude, that was sick. He was all, I know, I was sick. <laughs> so, dude, we both had a great time, man. Good, man. It makes me happy, man. I'm really happy that uh, it worked out and it happened. And, yeah, man, um, I hope to see you sooner than later, bro. I'm stoked to have Absolutely. your record. <laughs> And Next time I'm in town, dude, you got to take me to the dope vegan spot, dude. I got you, bro. I got you, man. You know, I got that straight edge, dude. Now you yeah, have to turn did. me vegan. <laughs> Jacoby's <laughs> straight edge vegan would be so sick. Um, <laughs> I, I love it, though. Dude, I, be I believe in you, man. You got, you got, dude, you've been through so much. Dude, after knowing your story, bro, nothing would be surprised me, man. It's awesome. And it's all about change, man. That's know, where brother. it's at. Well, well, I'll speak to you soon, and uh, I'm stoked for you, and I hope to see you soon, brother. Thank you for your time again today. Absolutely, Toby. I'll talk uh, to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the next one.